everyone, and welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, I'm Kevin. Travis Vote. Hi, it's me, Matt. Kevin Clark. I didn't say my full yeah, name. Yeah, say your full name. Kevin James I Clark. Never For the record, this could be admitted as evidence really? in a trial. What? Why? What? I don't what know. Do you know? I, I can't see the future. You'll need, an, al- you you'll need an alibi for the murder that someone is committing right now to frame you for. I'll need a mur- I'll need, I'll yeah. yeah. Who's getting murdered? Who knows? I don't oh. know who it is, but I can feel it. I feel, I'm sorry. I th- I, no, I mean, I'm no, not sorry because I did it. I'm not sorry because I did it. I'm sorry. Oh, really? You're sorry now? Is oh, that interesting? No. That's oh, interesting no, that you're my, sorry. I'm totally blowing my alibi. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that part either. Shit. It's too hot today. It's too hot today. Milk was a bad choice. Oh. My wife, <laughs> There we go. Is milk, and is milk was a bad choice, like a my wife kind of thing that it's, people say. It's all not time? quite. To I feel like in our circle, I think it is. I think like, uh, I feel like in our it's science or leatherbound books is way more yeah. more of a of a my wife thing from Anchorman. Yeah, but that but is the it is probably the best. Slap part. you in your whore mouth. <laughs> your hair looks stupid. <laughs> that was a great. Movie. The one that I that never caught on that I wish had caught on was just the 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 thing where he's got the gun. Like nobody talks about that scene, where they're like introducing oh, yeah. all the characters and Paul Rudd's at the Paul party. Rudd. He just has a gun. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think the girls are like looking at. Yeah, him yeah, too. he's they're showing it like, to the girls. Ooh, he's like, "Hey, ladies, that look scene, at, check out this gun." He's got a he's got a gun, and he's talking about how he named his testicles. Yeah, and then uh, and then that scene also has uh, Steve Carell just putting mayonnaise into a toaster, <laughs> yeah. and he says, "Later, I will be diagnosed as functionally retarded." The best thing about that too is that he kind of the way he looks at the camera after he says "functionally retarded" as if like, "Huh? Yeah. Pretty cool, right?" It's, it's really good. It's still it's funny. A, still, still a funny movie. Movie. Still funny. Movie. All right, I'm calling an audible. We're just talking Anchorman <laughs> for three hours, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Although I still think Talladega Nights is better. Oh, Kevin, get out of my house. I do. No, it's it good. has funnier bits. I think it's funnier. Well, one know. one of these days when we have enough time, we can discuss how uh, Step Brothers isn't very good at all. Yeah, well, let's do that. Yeah, someday. absolutely. Can we? Can we? That, that needs. That, that, that is essential. That? Well, that'd be. Could that be a Patreon or we just don't like Step Brothers? Well, if yeah, we were to do that, I would want to do all three of them or something because like, we could, you know, no. be positive was, and then also be like, Step Brothers sucks and you yeah. guys are all wrong. I was going to say we've never really up. We've never really done that, but actually we have done that a couple times. Done a movie on the Patreon just for the sake of telling of going, hey. Everybody. I mean, we this just, is not a we good movie. We just did Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiator. I don't know if that was the explicit purpose of no. that one, but like Hook and Hook. Uh, Spaceballs, we were like, we <laughs> yeah. need, to, we're going to talk about how these movies aren't good, and you need to stop liking them. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing a valuable service here. That's good, for people, and they worked. Nobody yeah. likes those nobody likes those movies anymore. anymore. Yeah, thanks to us. <laughs> God, the power of the pulpit. <clears throat> we did it. We fucking did it. We did it. We made people. Oh, everyone hates Hook now. Mel Brooks is spinning in his grave. He's going to make History of the World Part 2. Did you see that? Yeah. For like wow. TV? It's going to be a show? Wow. Why? Wow. I don't know cuz fucking he's old and somebody offered to pay him. He's no, I know. Very but I just, old. I always thought that it was I always thought that it was like Why? It, it's yeah. funny that it's funny that it, it's History of the World Part 1 and yeah. there isn't a Part 2. That's sure. like it's not No, it, let's ruin the it joke. It was never going to be it ruins the joke. <laughs> And he's because then there is a part two. They should call it. The, they should call it History of the World Part Two: The Search for More Money. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that way, that joke will be funny for once. <laughs> it, so is he's gonna? He's just gonna allow them to make it, right? Uh, he's not gonna allegedly, he's going to be it. writing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Actually, okay. I'm on board now because I do want to see a movie written by a hundred year old man. Yeah. Like like the hundred year the old two hundred year old back there like their sketch yeah hundred year old writer <laughs> sure all of your comedy sensibilities come from vaudeville right that's right <laughs> from a uh, night 
for when I was a child in 1920s or whatever the fuck. I am so... I'm so goddamn I'm old. I'm so old. Jesus Christ was my fucking camp counselor. <laughs> no more news. <laughs> we slept on slabs. Slept on slabs. My best friend was named Ugg and he was a caveman. This shit's so good. Let them all go to hell except Cave 76. Uh, uh, I hate Carl Reiner. That has a lot of references all packed in there. Pretty solid I'll stuff. I'll be you and you be Carl Reiner. That's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Chief Wiggum. I'll be Chief Wiggum. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, Mel Brooks, you're supposed to be retired. Just enjoy it. <clears throat> I, I like it when old, pe- old art- artistic types just retire and stick with it. That's why Gene Hackman is my current favorite person in the world. Yeah. yeah. He pops up in a photo and you go, whoa, Gene Hackman's still alive and he's old. And Did he you goes see like, that picture of him? Yeah. Motherfucker looked happy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, I retired and stayed retired. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> All I do is beat people up he, with my golf what club What if he retired on, on the from, street? from acting and artistic pursuits and was just like a serial killer now and you didn't know? Now I can spend time to my, with my true passion. Yeah. Making, Cutting people's faces making off. Making women into dolls. <laughs> Building, re- reconstructing the body of Jesus Christ from parts yeah. harvested from sinners or whatever was going on in that movie. Exactly. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't whatever remember. the plot of resurrection Gene was. Hackman has the upper hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's also a hundred. A hundred-year-old serial killer. That's also a movie. Yeah. There that's you a, go. That's hundred, a hundred-year-old serial Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah. That's a plot of... Oi, uh, I'm going to take your face! That's a plot of one of the episodes of Hannibal. That's true. Uh, when it's Lance Hendrickson is the killer. Yeah. And he's like super old Lance Hendrickson. He's like, yeah, I've been the one stacking bodies on the beach and the weird, uh, For weird like 50 artistic years. pyramids shapes. And you're like, you, but you're so old. Can How can you do that? Yep. <laughs> I'm young. I'm a young serial killer at heart. <laughs> I still got that spirit. We never would have thought it was you because of, you know... Uh, I guess that's ageist. Jeez, it is. We shouldn't. We really shouldn't be making fun of uh, Gene Hackman for wanting to serial kill. No, no one's making fun of him at all. I I celebrate his serial killing. I feel like there was some making fun of. I think. I think. I feel like you guys are being glib about Gene Hackman's serial murders. What's ageist is that the idea that Lance Henriksen could stack all those bodies is a twist. That's ageism. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, also true. Like, come on. Well, you know, maybe he's spry. He could have built a little. Old people are good at nothing. He could have built a little unfair generalization, if you must. But old people are no good at everything. (laughs) He could have built a little mech for himself. Oh yeah, he's got a little, just a little a Lance Lance Mechrickson. Yeah, just a big enough mech to carry bodies, carry corpses around. Hannibal. He's he's still got the power loader prop from Aliens. (laughs) Hannibal was a good show, but it needed more mechs. Yeah, like if there'd been scenes where like Hannibal and uh, Mex Mickelson and FBI boy Mads Mickelson got into like some mechs and then they turned into a Voltron together. I had my uh, mech wheel. You, now, have a, you have a beautiful mech. Now get into your pneumatic tube and join me as we as we uh, come together as does a gi- as a bigger robot from two smaller <laughs> robots. Does your mech have desires, Will? <laughs> what do you think of them? Have you ever watched Neon Genesis? Uh, oh, yeah. Evangelion? That's what it is. It's like 14 episodes that are like just psychoanalyzing this kid who uh, who wants to who jerks off and then uh, hates his dad. Yeah. And then they force him to drive a robot. <laughs> yeah. Pretty. I've watched it. But twice. he also he transmutes show. humanity into a you know. Higher he does. Power. He does do that eventually too. Yeah. Not on purpose, just because he. No, it just a, happens that way. It just happens. That's what was going to happen. Just to throw this out there, there was a guy. <laughs> and this is when I was working at the Metro Cinemas, hundred years ago. I, I know you're going to back say. before we, Mel Brooks was born. Before Mel Brooks was born, <laughs> when he was a gleam in his daddy's nutsack. Yeah. Uh, I was working at the Metro Cinemas. Uh, Carl Theodore Dreyer's uh, th- movies were playing, etc. <laughs> And uh, oh, <laughs> the whole old thing, right, yeah. and uh, 
And I, you know, you ask questions like this because you're dumb and you're young and you're bored at a, th- at, a th- at a movie theater. And I asked this guy named Abe, uh, "What's your? <laughs> what do you think is the greatest work of art ever created Abe, in any genre?" Yeah. And he said, "Neon Genesis Evangelion." Yeah. And so I was like, "Shit, this must be good." He thinks it is literally the greatest art ever made over the Pieta. It, I mean, <laughs> art's subjective, though. I know. I like I things know. more than the Pieta. I'm just saying. <laughs> And so I watched Neon Genesis Evangelion and never looked at it in the same way again. It's not your thing. Your favorite the, is Leather and Lace by Stevie Nicks and Don Absolutely. Henley. That, that is the greatest work of art ever created. Yeah. Better Get than me your leather. Leather and Lace. from me. Pieta. Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Evangelion Kid Cracks your top ten though, right? Uh, it, no, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like it. Look, I thought it was fine I mean, I mean, for, I mean, for that sort of thing, but it does. They did run out of money at the very end, and so yeah. the last episode is almost all stick figures. Well, I just don't think you can count that. Well, and then also, like the the guy who made it, like he literally had nervous breakdown after nervous breakdown while making it, and they made the two. They made two movies. One was like a recap movie, and then one was sort of like here's the end of it, and then he's remade the series again as four different movies. Yeah. So I thought it was only three. Is it four? It was fourth one. The fourth Jesus one came out, Christ. but only on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Um, and and so you know the streaming services don't advertise. So that's anything. that that whole thing was the a remake of the whole show, mm-hmm. and it actually like diverges from it wildly <coughs> diverges from the end of Evangelion movie in mm. the second movie, and so the third and fourth movies are totally totally are totally different than the other ending. So anyway, so better yeah, way to milk it. Than way pe- to milk it. <laughs> sort of better than Michelangelo's David. <laughs> I like Neon Genesis Evangelion more than Michelangelo's David. You never saw Michelangelo's David. If we, I did, though, if I did, fact, did okay, you not? know what? Let's go to fucking no, it's wherever in it is. Florence or let's go Milan to, or some let's shit. go to wherever the fuck it is, and we'll film us looking at it, and I will point at it and say, "I like Neon Genesis." No, you need to have better than you this. need to have watch Neon Genesis <laughs> on your phone, and then look at David at the same time, yeah. and then well, you have to watch it all the way through though, because you got to take <laughs> so in. You got to stand there for like a few days, couple days, and then render your verdict. Okay. On Michelangelo versus I like, on Genesis Evangelion. I generally like movies more than I like statues, but we'll, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. The Pieta is a is a beautiful. And I'll statue. be and I'll listen to Leather and Lace. Yeah. While uh, staring at Michelangelo's, actually, this is going to be a great day for me. Well, it seems like a good. Uh, plus, we'll get a trip to Florence or wherever out of it. <laughs> yeah, somebody know? buy us uh, three plane tickets and a hotel in Florence. <laughs> let's start a uh, reaching let's out start to you a, fund- a fundraiser. GoFundMe. Kevin and I to Milan. To <laughs> Wait, I want to go. No, man has what's, to go to film. Well, what's your, yeah, I have to film it. Yeah. What is your thing that you think is the, the thing we're work? making? Is what what what, what it would be? Yeah, okay, Matt, Matt is a, Matt it. is like the documentarian. He's the Michael Michael Moore of this mm-hmm. whole endeavor, if you will. Werner Herzog. I've seen much worse <laughs> oh, things. Oh, you see yourself more as a Herzog? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've seen much worse things get funding on the, one of these streaming services, so I think there's a there's a possibility. It's certainly going to be better than Clerks 3. What's your Herzog? How's your Herzog impression? It's not very good. No, but just do it real quick, because you're going to have to if you're going to do this documentary. Have, have you ever looked into the eyes of a chicken, Norman? What is art? Here are two fucking They're very morons. stupid creatures. <laughs> see, there you good. go. Pretty good. That's pretty good. I like it. I like it. Watch I Kevin. Watch good. Kevin stare at Michelangelo's David. Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. We're a doing hollow it. husk of a man. Travis wanders off into the distance, perhaps forever insane. <laughs> yeah. Like that penguin. Remember that penguin just walking away, and yeah. they like he's like, "Can penguins go mad?" No man can say. You know stuff like that. It's great. <laughs> Remember that? No, I mean, yes, no, I know it's awesome. He's he's being careful and you know, but no, I think they, they go mad. I'll say it. 
Penguins, yeah, but, penguins can totally Matt, go Yeah, but it's great cinema. Yes. It's great That's cinema. great cinema, yeah. Just like this will be. Yes. Just like the trailer for Eternals is great cinema. Oh, <laughs> I'm seeing that tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking of great cinema. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey. Hey. Here we go. What are we calling this one? Yeah, we don't have an I, idea they, for they, it. They, God, Dummies in the Desert? Yeah, well, I thought maybe. Dumb and Bummer. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, it's like not perfect, but like I like, like Dummies it is. in the Desert more. Yeah. But there's no, there's no gag there. It's just true. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I thought it was fun though. That as we watched, as I watched these, I was like, oh, they also all three take place in the desert. Yeah, they all take place. Which I, I don't think we. I didn't. Rem- I didn't realize that. The I, kind of front. dumb guy going to a small desert community and getting involved in a jackpot it holds true for two of them, but not quite the third one. Yeah. And they are. And they are all dummies. Although in the the second one we're going to talk about, it's not. He's not the same kind of dummy as in no, the other two. And also in the in the although, in although, the middle one, everyone's a dummy, and none of it makes sense. Well, which one's that? White Sands. White Sands. Yeah, but not the same kind of. I don't know. We'll, it's we'll not like it's not like it. somebody who's like unwittingly involved in a bunch of yeah. nonsense. Or yeah. like Sean, or like Sean Penn and uh, okay, well, we'll and, uh, John, and and D- David Jason Patrick. Jason Pat David Patrick. Uh, Jason David, Patrick David, are David, both uh, are both duh duh idiots, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of them, one of them, there's like there's actual reason for it, and the other one, it's because it's played by Sean Penn. Yeah, one of them in the in the plot of the movie, it's because of stuff that's happened to him, and the other one is that it's Sean Penn, and you're like, this guy, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> Brace yourself for our uh, Sean Penn screaming oh, voices. God. Uh, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about three films: 1990s After Dark, My Sweet. Uh-huh. 1990, what, 92's White Sands, and 1997's U-Turn. Wow, all the 90s, covering, yes. the, covering all, the, whole ni- the whole decade, pretty mm-hmm. much. Sticking to the that's, 90s that's this great. time. That's cool. This is going to be a good episode. These are all very squarely in our wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I like, and I think two of them are actually good I enjoyed good two movies. of them a lot, quite I a bit. I think two of them yeah. are good movies, and I think one of them is, was, uh, yeah, is a thing. Is the whole thing. Well, let's start with one that I'm pretty sure that we all enjoyed. Yeah, let's that's my fa- this is After my favorite. After Dark, My Sweet by James Foley, director of Glengarry Glen Ross, and uh, we did we cover one of his films previously? Yeah, I believe we did. Fear, 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 yeah, wow, right. yeah. back in Fear, back Fear. <laughs> yeah, so he did this before Glengarry Glen Ross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get the wrong idea about me, colleague. We just met. I don't have any ideas yet. Let me see what I can stir up for you. I don't want him talking you into this mess. Oh. Family's ready to pay up. They just want the boy back. Faye doesn't trust me, and I don't trust her. We both don't trust you. After dark, my sweet. Starts Friday, August 24th. The Plaza Theater, Chelsea Cinema, and the. And uh, boy, oh boy. Good this movie. is kind of like the, the arrival of Foley and uh, Jason Patrick, who both. You know, arrived and mm-hmm. did okay, and I mean, didn't make a pa- huge deal. Patrick had been in the Lost Boys and stuff, right? Oh, but he kills in this movie. He's, he's like, great in this. Oh, like, that's right. He's in the Lost Boys. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's so good I in this movie. Go. This is like a movie where you go, like, man, who's this guy? And then you see pa- Jason Patrick in other movies. You go, like, man, mm. what happened to that guy? Yeah, and, and, the, and the Lost Boys two comes out, and you're like, there he is. Uh-huh. There's the sure. guy. <laughs> in, the, in the Lost Boys, he's just a pretty face. He's just like a hunky sure. teen. And in this one, he's yeah. really, he's actually really good. Yeah. And I think this might be where he started to get his intense reputation. And or maybe he already had it. 
Yeah. Yeah, know. I don't know. It's, he's really good in this. I thought this movie was really, really fun. I'm, I've, I've seen this movie a couple times. I'm a big fan. This uh, is on Roger I'm, Ebert's great movies list. It is, I know, which is which is why I watched it originally, because I was going. I went through that whole list and watched all of them. I'm like, after Dark My Sweet, I hadn't heard of this. And he's like, in his review, like, nobody's heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, wow. And I, I mean, I think it's great. It's one of the best Jim Thompson uh, adaptations, because it's just... It really, I would say it, it is the best Jim Thompson adaptation. I mean, I would say this, I would say this or The Grifters. Yeah, this because, is like straight. It's more straight up, I yeah, think. But it really captures the feel of reading one of his books yeah, where yeah. you kind of go like damn <laughs> i think i think the wow grifters, well boy everybody's sort of just sweating alcohol yeah. and is uh miserable what's, i think the what's the one where casey a affleck too stylized what's the one where casey affleck smashes in that's just a killer inside me yeah, that's yeah. a bit that's I, made a couple of times and that book wow it, that book is amazing because it's, it's first yeah. per, it's written from the first person and so they, when you read the book and then watch the movie, they can't really do the book justice because the book is like, and then I smashed her fucking face in or whatever, and it's like this. You're like, shit, you're the killer man. This yeah. guy's fucking crazy. But, <laughs> but uh, when you watch the movie, he has to be removed from it or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, There's but. a really good French adaptation of Population mm-hmm. whatever twelve something called Coup de Torchon, which is awesome. That's really good too. Yeah. Ooh. I've just read the one Jim Thompson book, but um, I'll, I plan on have reading you, more. Have you, read, have you read The Getaway? No, you should read the Getaway and then watch the movies because neither of them do the book's ending, which is which great. is amazing. Right. That'll, and be, it's, that'll be the next one. It's shocking to me that they don't too. I know because I know. the ending of the book is like is like a Jim Thompson ending where it's like, and then they're miserable. And the ending of both movies is like, and here the guy, old man picks them up and we, you know, leave them to happily ever after. But in the Jim Thompson's like, no, 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 no. No, there's no such thing as happily ever after in my world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his world, from what I can gather, having not only read the one book but seen some of these movies and stuff, he seems to be interested in kind of de-romanticizing mm-hmm. the criminal underworld. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in a, you know, satisfying and entertaining sort of way. Well, but still, in, in this movie in particular is like, oh if you oh, thought oh. that there was something slick about the world of crime you were dead wrong because none of these people know what the fuck they're doing and yeah. this is a goddamn mess he's writing books a lot of times about normal about normal people that are either have planned poorly planned crimes or are, are inadvertently sort of caught up in in the the world of crime and they're not like professional criminals and they're just like we're just trying to we're trying to do some we're trying to do a scam here and it's like yeah that seems more more realistic to how yeah. a scam would go if a bunch of normal people or in his in this case a bunch of drunk people uh oh. decided to do a yeah. do a kidnapping and well, when he does write when he does write books about crazy. like active criminals in the criminal underworld it tends to not be about the crime and more about how they hate each other right yeah. like the grifters is all like more about this mother and well, that's son a whole, and yeah, that's his a, girlfriend <laughs> that's a whole other but that's a, or the getaway exactly. it's about this marriage you yeah know? but in the but in the grifters they're like a family of criminals and stuff and they're yeah. all they're all you know practiced in the arts or whatever yeah, but yeah he also is just brought at one point nearly brought down by just getting punched in the stomach by yeah it. exactly <laughs> hey, that's it's a, just like and now i got to go died. i almost died yeah from just a, a guy punching him in the stomach in the wrong way yeah. so it's just like how shit can go wrong and in, and in mundane ways yeah. like the mundane aspects of it but and and neither him he's not like a uh, he's not like in the grifters he's also not a uh like a high-end con no, man. No, he's no. like a, he's like a guy fucking stealing he's, $20 he's from, a, he's bar, a grifter. from bartenders. He's deliberately trying to stay away from his that because mom, his mom's I think, involved. 
involved in it. She's like, yeah. So she's well, like, we'll do the grifters at some yeah, yeah. point. Anyway, we're, anyway, not to get off of that, but yeah, yeah. but we're we're talking about after dark, my sweet, which involves uh, a a boxer named Punchy. Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> ben, his, his name's Ben Collins. Everybody yeah. calls him Collie. Collie, right? I'm gonna be calling him Punch to Kill. And uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, just, he looks like Punch to Kill. <laughs> and they they try to they try to make it into a like what happened to him in that boxing match, but you're like, well, pretty clearly must have killed a guy in the ring, right? Well, and also I don't know what else is gonna happen here. Yeah. Also, I think it's like it's it's not it's him, and he killed a guy in the ring. Yeah. But also that like he's the reason he killed the guy in the ring is because he'd been punched in the head so many times that yeah, he yeah. like kind of you Just when you watch him it. when you watch him kill that guy in the ring you're like he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. He took his glove off though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he took his glove off, but did he know? I mean, he's like, I think in that he's he was so he's like I think the idea is that he's so brain damaged. He's like, I'm here to kill this guy, right? I'm gonna punch him to death. And, and you can and hear you can hear someone in the background going, "He punched him to death." It's <laughs> pretty great. Things are worse than ever. <laughs> Things are worse than ever. <laughs> Why am I so fat? <laughs> he, uh, he, yeah. So, so he's he's like, but he's he's like escaped from a mental hospital. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's punching. We don't, his, we don't his, know. We, here's we the, assume. Yeah. Here's the exact line. It's actually even better. He's punching his brains out. It's murder. <laughs> he says that in his opening voiceover too. He's like, "It's murder. It's murder." It's murder. Yeah. I wonder. This is him. His like voiceover because this is you know one of these classic drifter drifts into a jackpot sort of situation, and uh, and this is his voiceover. I wonder where I'll be tomorrow. I wonder why I left where I was a week ago and a thousand miles ago. And he's just uh, just going on about how fucked the situation is now. Yeah. But it's not quite a like starting and media res sort of thing. It's just like his voice kind of telling us that things are about to get bad. Yeah. And but we're- this is, but we're not seeing him in the. You know, in the future, he's he's just drifting around. No, no, we don't jump ahead, jump ahead, and then jump back. He's like, but he's like, things are gonna get bad. Here I go into this bar. It's this kind of movie. Uh, and he he's keeps, great. He keeps talking about. I'm just waiting for my friend Jack Billingsley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is Jack Billingsley the name of the guy he killed in the ring? Oh, maybe, maybe so. Jeez, fuck. Well, what I guess up? we he's all should crazy. be paying more to closer yeah. attention. <laughs> he's crazy, and Jason Patrick is doing a whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's doing the bug eyes thing. It's not a. It's not the most over the top thing no. in the world, but it, it's apparently enough in this movie where people just like certain kinds of people, like professionals or whatever, see him and go like, "Oh, I see. You must have broken out of an insane asylum, right?" right. And he, he's doing a walk. Like yeah. the most pronounced thing he's doing is a walk, but then it's also kind of the way that he he moves his eyes around and yeah, just when he talks, and the, like way the, he talks. The, the thing where like he's he's he goes he walks into this bar, Bert's bar, and Bert will be important later. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know he's drinking this beer and he just is like, oh, you sure know how to serve a glass of beer? It's like ice cold glass, you know, uh, nice clean glass, ice cold beer, and he like he's, there's a can of peanuts and he just like grabs a whole handful of peanuts and jams <laughs> yeah. them into his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then I like how he on, does that, and then he takes one more and eats that one. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps on trying to strike up conversation with the bartender who's having none, none of, of it. Mm-hmm. Bert does not want to talk to him. And this not, is even, like, not even moving his head in his direction. This is the middle of the day, too. This is like, yeah. you know, like 10 a.m. or something. Yeah. So it's like nobody else is in the bar. <laughs> There's one other dude in the bar. You can see him. He's in a mirror behind Jason Patrick. Also, Bert is a burly old, burly, burly blonde dude. Yeah. Like, He's got a mullet. Yeah. Which I yeah. think is important only because, like... You need to you, recognize cause, him cause later. Also, because Jason Patrick's, like, is, like, punching dudes out this whole movie, and you believe it. You believe that this guy's, like, he's smaller than a lot of these dudes, but you believe that he's a, such yeah. a brute, and that all he knows how to do is, like, brute force Deck someone. people, and you're like, shit, man, he fucking... He fucking puts somebody in like a coma for two days or whatever. It, he, he does. <laughs> he yeah, punches. He, he, he punches this people. guy in particular out like twice or three times mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's so funny. But he punches one person who is in, and the person is in a coma for days. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and then he's killed a person by but they by punching least, them to death. At least that person he punched them like several times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one the person he puts in a coma he hit once. Yeah. This bartender he knocks out cold. Yeah. I love it though. It's uh, he, fucking wild. But but, uh, but uh, what's her name wanders into the bar. Yes, uh, Rachel Ward. Rachel Ward. From, Rachel Ward from <clears throat> Against All Odds. Way better in this. Way better in this. Come on. Well, this is just a better movie. Also, like that. Yeah, this gives her something to do. I think that one was more like she was the woman in it. And mm-hmm. also, she had like wildly different. If I remember right, in that movie, it was like her character was vacillating all over the place. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, "I'm in this, I'm this type of character." No, and I'm in love with you. Like now, I'm not, and I'm a different. And you're like, "What the fuck is happening with this dumb movie?" And this character, her this is vacillating all over the place, but she has justified because she's a drunk who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing most yeah. of the time. <laughs> right, <She's> completely exactly. <laughs> blackout drunk all the time. <laughs> she's a total mess. Yeah, she and like everybody involved because they like spoiler alert they get involved in a scheme that yeah. they're all too dumb for, and she's mm-hmm. just completely like even. Far even farther over her head than Jason Patrick. Well, at the beginning, she's like honey trapping him, and then it turns out that it's like not. She's not really very good at that, but it (laughs) works anyway. And then she's very hot. Yeah, she's very beautiful. Um, But yeah, so he like he tries to strike up a conversation with her in the bar, and she doesn't want to talk to him either. Yeah. And then Bert is like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And he's like, "Don't touch me!" And he punches out Bert. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a <laughs> reflex with this yeah. guy. He's like, really, but, really, don't, don't mess around with me because I will strike like a snake and you will go into a coma, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and I think that's when Rachel Ward is like, hey, maybe this is the guy we can use to do our scheme. I could yeah. use a puncher. We could use a puncher. And so she she takes him back to her like house. Yep. She immediately starts. To, they start with the dog talk. Yeah, his nickname is Collie. Right. And then uh, she says, uh, she says, like, come on now, there, there's a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's trying to get him to come, and he's constantly going like, I'm not stupid. I talk like I'm stupid, but I'm not stupid. And he's pretty stupid. He's not everybody he's, in this I think is stupid. Less stupid. I would argue I that he's, he's less stupid than the other two. I think he's, he's less stupid, stupid than, than the other two because he's at least on. kind of aware of the. the well, he's like, aware, but he's he being has set some up. Awareness, yeah. Yeah, and not to spoil, but at the very end, there's this great scene, this amazing scene where it like is like, oh, he does know. But he, the whole mm. time, he's known more that's go, what's going on. It's kind of sad. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's like he still didn't leave. <laughs> No, but I mean just the very, very, very end of yeah. the movie, like that very oh. last scene, like the last, like like the last thirty seconds. Well, we're gonna of the spoil movie. it later. So. No, no, I know. I just love it. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to her uh, her house. She's got yeah. a she's got a pretty nice setup, but it is you know the desert. So the desert somewhere. She's and she's like, why don't you stay here and you can live in this trailer out back and man and and try to resuscitate my date palms. Yes. Weird. <laughs> she's got all these date palms in the backyard, and she's like, you can clean up the place and stay in this trailer. But he's uh, well, he's he's Jason Patrick. He's very sexy. So I mean, yeah. she's like, oh, I got got this guy who's like a dog. He's like a yeah. dumb dog, and he's hot. He is like a dog. They treat he him walk like around a dog. with his. They treat him like a dog. She's and she's like constantly drinking and smoking all the time. Constantly. She likes to party. Yeah, she likes to party. I think yeah, she likes she loves to party. <laughs> she's. She loves to party. She loves to party so much. She's a severe alcoholic. Yeah, it's like the lady that Eddie Murphy talked about in the song "Party All the Time." Yeah. <laughs> What's well, at what point does he run into that doctor? Because there's like that sad like. That's uh, that's a ways off. It's a little okay. bit later. Yeah. Because uh, first he he like st- he's there and then he meets Uncle Ben or whatever his name is. Uncle Bruce Dern. Uh, Uncle Bud. Uncle, Uncle Bud. Bud. Bruce Dern. Quintess- Bruce Dern. The quintessential Bruce Dern character. Oh, oh. classic Bruce Dern There's, performance here. I, there might be no character dernier than this. Yeah. It's so good. It's so perfect. He's <clears> just like, oh, yeah, that's Bruce. That's a Bruce Dern guy right there. It's a low down Derny shame. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he's just doing he's just doing the Dern thing. He, yeah. They meet at a bar because they they go to the, it's uh, him and uh, Patrick and Ward are at a bar and she's like, you want to dance? I'm like, okay, I don't know. I'm just kind of going. Well, wherever. they don't. I don't they have don't, a plan. They don't. That's not. Well, that's when they all meet. But he's. Sees him 
Like Bruce Dern comes to the house and he sees him through the that's window. That's right. Who's that? And then it, that's sort of that's all we see of him. And then they meet at the bar. Right. And he's just immediately can just like kind of cowers before Dern. I don't know something about authority, maybe something from his past or whatever. But basically, Dern just appears and is like, "Well, hi," and he's like, oh, "Hi." Well, the just dog sorta, comparison is uh, yeah, good it's like a dog because he is like a dog to these people, and it's like he. And he know he actually it does kind of is like a, knows more than he's put letting on, but he is like also like oh well these people are my boss, mm-hmm. so I will uh, yeah I'm gonna okay tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm a dog. I'm your dog. A man in your condition is easily influenced. No, that's the uh, that's the doctor that says it to him later, but it's but it's true. But it's it's, 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 it's very is it, is it at this point that he takes off? Like yeah, he leaves. things kind of happen in a messy sort of way, fairly yeah. quick, which is cool. It, it moves along because he he's extremely drifty. Yeah, and so he's here for a while. He meets Bud and is intimidated by Bud, and then Bud's just, just kind of like, maybe you could be useful in some like possibly shady endeavors that I'm up to. I'm clearly <laughs> a shady kind of guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I exude it from my pores. <laughs> And then Rachel Ward, who is, you know, fucked up, but also somewhere in there is a moral core, and she yeah. and she just kind of makes intimate intimations to Jason Patrick, like you just need to get out of here. Yeah, it's bad shit. This is bad. We're bad people. This is bad shit. And, and he goes, okay. okay, To his credit, he yeah. really he actually leaves. He does. He takes off. He gets he gets picked up by this doctor. This well, I like the scene in the diner though, when he's doing he's still doing his shtick where he's like, I'm just waiting for my friend Jack Billingsley. Yeah. Please, right. And then the guy who owns the diner is like Mac. Yeah, scaring the customers. Go sit in the Go back. Go sit in the back. <laughs> but uh, but then he like stumbles into the into the doctor's booth. He like yeah, right. he's he had a they, she, Rachel Ward left him with a bottle a of wine. bottle of wine. So yeah. he's a little fucked up. I'm sure he's on an empty stomach too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't see him eat a lot. <laughs> no. But and then he has no. and then he has like the beginning of Heart Eight with this doctor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's great and it's like the doctor. It's like that doctor thing I love because it feels like you're like, where is this going? Is this going to be creepy or weird? And yeah. it's actually this guy's just a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's just a good guy who wandered into the wrong movie. It might. Like, yeah. like, I mean, it might like, have been going in the direction of being creepy, but it doesn't go that. It you know we don't get that far with the relationship. We don't. Well, we but don't I know. mean, I think the doctor's clearly coded gay. Yes, but but he's not. But it doesn't like. But it's also like it is not isn't that that's like creepy. A, no. no, but I mean, it's not like that's what I mean. Is that that you yeah. feel like it's like. Gonna go this way. Is this gonna like, be another guy who's manipulating? Now him I'm or? manipulating him and trapped. And it kind of turns out that that's actually not the case. That it's actually just this guy was, for whatever reason, felt for yeah. the for Kali and was like, "Hey, I need. I'm gonna help you out." But Kali can't take that kind of help where he's like, actually, like, you have a room and you're yeah. and you're being fed and you're being taken care of. So yeah, he he's like, just sort of living at this guy's house doing housework and and you know right. and the guy's, you know, I think he works in the worked in an institution and is. Yeah. Protective of mental cases, right? Mm-hmm. Mental cases. I mean, and <laughs> and, uh, and and Kali just—I don't know—he feels like less of a man being yeah. a ward of this guy's and stuff. He's just—he's just not into it. And this, so this is only just like a five or six minute interlude, and he eventually just goes back to Rachel Ward, like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not anything there. And I, with Rachel Ward, I at least felt like someone needed me. He's got like a bottle when he goes back to her too. He's got like this. He's in the back of a his, truck. Oh and my he's got the bottle jacket. of wine with a ribbon around it. And then he like is like this, is, and he jumps and he jumps out of the truck to get you know because he's hitching in the truck and he jumps out of the truck to like yeah. g- get off at his stop and it just like smashes against and he, him. And he sits up and he's just like then his shirt's uh. just fucking stained with wine and it's got like the 
top of the bottle with the ribbon on it. It's just like kind of just the whole movie right there. It's in a, a terrible in a, plan. In one shot. Yeah. You're yeah, like, what absolutely. were you thinking? It's like, oh, The no. truck isn't even going that slow when he jumps off. It's, no. It's going like 10 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? And he's just got this play, this paper bag with some stuff in it. Like some, yeah, he's always carrying this, yeah. little, this, like, this like rumpled up paper bag. And you never find out really what's in it. I guess it's like uh, probably another shirt or it's something. His, Change it's like clothes. a shirt or like a toothbrush maybe yeah, or whatever. Like you this know. is some real drifty drifting here. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't even have a car. Oh, yeah. No, he's I got mean, nothing. He is drifting. He doesn't have any money. This guy's like a real drifter. Like, yeah. that's what this movie does so well is that it actually... And, it, and then the plot comes from the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy drifts in here. It's like a real, like... Dr- this guy drifts into this town, and then the plot follows from w- what he's doing instead of it being like, well, we're talking about this other movie where a guy accidentally ends up in a town, and then a bunch of stuff happens at him because yeah, that's yeah. what the movie's... Because yeah. it's, it's that type of movie. This one, it's, <laughs> it's like... Well, this is gonna. What's gonna happen? It kind of unfolds. Yeah. It's, it's not slow or anything though. It just it, it, like you we watch it. You it's watch deliberately it paced. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. I don't know. Anyway, so but he like, drifts back to Rachel Ward. Yeah, drifts. Lousy <laughs> mayor, run me out of town. He's <laughs> lost my vote. <laughs> <laughs> drifts back to Rachel Ward, and she's like, you know. You know, a combination of happy and sad to see him because she did she did legitimately want him to not be a part of this shit that's about. She to does go down, like him, but she also likes him, so she just sort of starts kissing kissing on him and stuff, and they have a sort of. We don't see this. We don't see a sex scene until much later. Much but later, she just like will sit on his lap, and they'll just sort of they just sort of like each other. It's yeah, I I can't stress enough how much I didn't even think of it like the dog thing. I mean, besides his name, yeah. just yeah. like that. It's like that's 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 his relationship to these people. Absolutely. It? So she's like, "Go away. We don't want. We don't love you anymore." And he shows up again. She's like, "Oh, okay. you're back. Come on. Hello. I mean, scratch come on. It. Let me scratch you behind your ears. I wish ears. you had yeah. come back, but aw. Let me scratch you behind your ears and let's have some drinks. <laughs> let's get let's party. Drinks. Let's get drunk. So I'm starting to remember stuff so then uh then the plan comes into it where yes. they're going to kidnap this rich kid mm-hmm. for ransom yes and it's dumb, it's a terrible dumb, plan. it's a dumb idea by dumb people that is like uh fucking where you're like the, your plan is to what to what the and the plan is like that like they're gonna have collie disguise himself as the chauffeur for right. this rich kid and just go get him yeah Pick him up from school. You know, and then there's some other stuff where you realize that Uncle Bud is, and he realizes Uncle Bud is actually probably going to- To screw them over. Double-cross Kali. Yeah. Like, he has him do that so that he doesn't have to, and then he's going to, you know, get him. So, Kali actually kidnaps the wrong kid the first time. Yep. Or to, does a, he? I mean, he does. Really, he does but, it on purpose. But also, oh, the kid kind of just gets in the car, which is funny. a really funny, funny scene. But that also, kid rules. He's, he's, hallu- kid rule. he's hallucinating what the kid's telling him. No? No. No, no, no. Because no, the no. kid is saying some like weird shit to him. Uh, he's, no, that he's kid's just a different talk- kid. It's a different kid, and he's just talking about the basic inner workings of these rich families yeah. and their drivers and stuff like that. I it's- sort of took it as like some of that might be going on in Jason Patrick's no, old, old no. brain. No, no. I don't think so. It's, no? all, okay. it's all happening. It's just very strange. The it's kid, like the kid's it's, odd, it's strange dialogue to hear from a kid. It's a very surreal scene. Yes. But it's really funny, too. Yeah. I think it's because he's a rich kid. Yeah, and the way he but talks, like, he's like- But he's introduced, like, it's really funny because Patrick's waiting to do his little scheme and just- Classic Jim Thompson, I think. Uh, just out, out in the periphery, this little kid is up to tr- is up to no good, yeah. and he like karate chops a guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah, and then he just runs because he's trying to get away, and he jumps into the car. And he's like let's chase it, let's go, Jason. Rogers. And, and he and, and he, he keep, and he thinks that Jason Patrick is this guy Rogers, who's, who's the, the, everyone thinks that who's the driver for the other for the other rich. Yeah, kid. I think it's because rich people just don't look at the 
driver and that's, stuff. So and that's the joke there. That's the, the joke, joke there is that like he, these these people are like well, they won't rec- they won't recognize you because they're rich kids and they don't fucking give a shit about yeah about and like indeed indeed help. when he does go back for the regular kid the little kid is like is that Rogers and the teacher's like of course it is don't be an idiot and get in the car which is oh yeah which is such He's a wearing great, the which suit is, which is such a great touch because the first rich kid gets in there and goes Rogers drive me around yeah. well, I'm gonna <laughs> chat at you and then uh, take me now take me back to golf camp yeah. and then when he gets the other kid the other kid is immediately like. Uh, I don't think that's him. And the teacher's like, shut up, you're a kid. You don't know what people look like. Yeah, exactly. Get in the car with this stranger. <laughs> <laughs> and he's taking the kid, and, and like the farther he gets with the kid away, the kid starts to kind of realize that maybe this, maybe the kid is actually able to recognize that this guy isn't Rogers, even mm-hmm. if the adults can't. And so he picks the kid up. But it's a little kid. He's not fighting back all that much, and it seems like it's going to be a smooth operation until he uh, runs into the actual chauffeur on the way out. Same yeah. car, same suit, and the, and the guy's like, hey, what the fuck? And he, and he punches him, him out and puts him in a coma. He, and, and he punches him to the moon. <laughs> the guy flies out of the it's atmosphere. Amazing. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I, I buy, it's like that. It's like I buy it. Like, but oh, you, yeah. you, you mentioned Punch to Kill, which is my comic book or whatever. Yes. But it does look like that. He does. I'm like, oh yeah, that is like like our character. Or he punches, he punches a guy, and they fucking die. Yeah, he is kind of like a stubbly dude, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit. He's not like is. I mean, we don't know anything about anyway. A guy in my comic book may be a drifter. He doesn't have a little paper bag. Oh yeah, not yet. Anyway. If you punch that hard, you gotta drift. You gotta. You have to. Yeah, you can't exactly. just. You can't stick around. Uh, but uh. So now that so the kidnapping has been has been successful. Yeah. And, more or uh, less. And more or less, except more or like, less. but kind of like not because like you know then. Bud is mad at him. Well, Bud was mad when he kidnapped the wrong kid first. Yeah. Because he's like, you took the wrong kid. And that Collie did that on purpose because he was Power like, move. we're going to meet here. And Bud was going to fucking double cross him. Yeah. And be like, well, this guy, this <clears throat> guy uh, kidnapped this kid and I found him. Where's my reward reward money or whatever? Yeah. And he didn't, and he couldn't do that because uh, Collie fucked him over. But also now Bud starts to be scared of Collie at some point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he realizes that Collie could kill him <laughs> with yeah. the one punch. You probably don't want to fuck with the one punch wonder. Well then right. there's well then also like after they've got the kid. They've got the kid. And then like Collie's hanging out at the bar. Yeah. And then uh Bert comes in and he's got he's got Uncle Bud with him. Yeah. And they're like Uncle Bud is obviously in trouble with Bert in some fashion. Right. And then Collie comes in and again punches out Bert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, what's up with you and Bert? Amazing Bud. Bert's still alive. So Uncle Bud's like, basically, like Bert's in on the plan with them for some, in some, or Uncle Bud is maybe like in hock to, to Bert. I for think he owes reason. him money. He owes him money. Bert, yeah. Bert has a tough go throughout this, yeah. this whole movie. He really it's does. It's funny though. It's like one of those great, well, that's why I love that's it. That's very Jim Thompson-y of <laughs> yeah. like, that kind of, uh, that kind of like violent, miserable irony is, is sort of a hallmark of his work. I also love that it's like a, it, it's funny because it's a big dude. Yeah, who is whose job in the movie is to constantly get knocked out by a smaller dude, yeah. and then killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like wow, this guy could. Well, look at this tough guy. Yeah, eh, not really. <laughs> but they so could- he's got the drop on Uncle Bud now. He's like, you know, I'm I'm fucking I'm yeah. fucking running the show here. I'm gonna tell you what's what. Yeah, he takes Uncle Bud's gun yeah. at one point too. And then Uncle Bud's like, hey, and then Uncle Bud kind of like switches away from like leadership mode to more like figure out some other scheme to mm. get, a, get one up on it's, him. Well, it's classic. It's but he's like, a pathetic schemer. And he's, and he's, he's not a, even a particularly good schemer. I mean, no. this is a shitty scheme in, in general. And he's always, but he's always got like, you know, he's he's like one of those classic schemers where he's like, okay, well, this isn't working. Hey, I know, I got, here's a, yeah, okay, okay, you know, you know number, we're going to do, do this plan instead. And there's a whole scene where he's making like cheese sandwiches for like a long time, <laughs> which is like sort of some, somehow like sort of sl- like a s- real sleazy. 
yeah. just watching Bruce Dern make sandwiches wearing a Hawaiian shirt or whatever. You're like, eh, <clears throat> eh I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, meanwhile, shit's going wrong because the kid's diabetic. The kid's mm-hmm. diabetic, and they didn't. Uh, apparently, nobody checked that. Yeah. Nobody, Amazingly nobody enough, did their research. None, which is, none of these geniuses checked. Yeah. So, and so, uh, and so they, they like, like they're. Does he go to the doctor? He goes. He go, He's like, because then he's like, I know this. Do- I was at this doctor's house, and so he goes to the doctor's that doctor's house, and is like, I'm gonna take some, some insulin. Take some insulin from this guy. The doctor finds out somehow, or intuits that he ends up following Collie, or he ends up he ends the doctor ends up at the house, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like that sad thing where you're like, I'm where like I say, he wandered guy. into the wrong movie, yeah. And you're like, you're a nice guy who should be in a nice a nice person's movie, and not. And you're and he's just and he's literally there because he's like I'm worried about this guy, yeah. And also now I'm worried about this kid who's dying. Why is he stealing insulin from me? Right. And you know it's uh, kind of it's kind of fascinating because th- this scene where the, where the doctor walks into the house kind of uh, underlines that this that this scheme is really porous, but uh-huh. at the same time still dangerous. Because the doctor just walks in, yeah, and he doesn't really even know what's going on, and he's just kind of going like, "Hey, I know you got some shit going on," but like, little, and, and he kind of gradually figures out after he's walked into the house, "Oh yeah. no, I've doomed myself. This yeah. is actually <laughs> really horrible." And then at the end, he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and leave, right, Kali? Well, I <clears throat> remember when I helped you. I'm gonna go ahead and go try to do better." And Kali's kind of like. No, I can't. <laughs> well, and Kali punches him <laughs> no, hard in the stomach, kills him. But he doesn't. He doesn't know that till yeah, later. Yeah, he not And he later. actually. And you but see, he did punch this guy to death. He hears it on the radio, and he feels terrible about it. Yep. Like you see in his face, like, oh man, I didn't mean to kill that. I didn't want to kill that guy. That's the only guy in my life who's been nice to me. Yeah. You can like feel like. <laughs> his tally is two punches to death, one in a coma, yeah. and then the other guy he just punched. The other out guy. Twice. Well, the other guy he's has managed to survive two punches. <laughs> that guy must have a thick skull. Yeah. At some point, there's a really long uh, sex, sex scene, scene with him and Rachel Ward. Yeah, like, kind of weird. It's kind of weird, actually, but it's also kind of tender. It is. It's like this, but it's 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 long. It's weirdly but, protracted. I liked. I, yeah, and the protractedness was. It wasn't it's stylish. Yeah, because they like it's like they have they have like animalistic sex, and then there's like the scene after you know where they're like talking, and then it's back to more sex, and it was kind of like oh okay, they're just they're like it's like they're fucking for an entire day. Yeah, yeah, basically just sweaty desert. <laughs> fucking and he's constantly trying to like because like bruce dern doesn't really give a shit if the kid lives or dies he likes the kid he calls him charlie boy he's like just calm down charlie boy be yeah. cool charlie boy and charlie boy's like i like you you're the one you're the good one <laughs> which is and, and which is true technically true and rachel ward's a fucking complete mess where she'll just kind of like throw t- like get the kid just th- toss the kid <laughs> she's like kill <laughs> she's the just, kid no i don't kill the kid just, oh! just get him out of here she and just take what does she just take lets him run away or yeah. something and she and it, and Collie doesn't want that to happen either. He does want to get the money, but he doesn't want right. the kid to die. <laughs> well, also, if he gets away, he's also, it's like that thing at that point. If she's like, go away, he's, it's like, you idiot. If he gets away now, yeah. then we don't get the money. And, and we're going to get caught. And we're going to get caught. What are like, you, a blackout drunk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and yeah, she she's drink. Yeah, it's true. I think she's, she's drinking, drinking the whole time. Every scene. <laughs> and, then, she, and like, she gets angry and her coping mechanism is like, well, now you guys are fucking up this plan. I'm going to have another drink. And you're like, but when she's happy, she's like, ooh, let's party. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party yeah. all the time. Party all the time. Uh, yeah, and then, then there's a great scene where they're going to get the money. Well, first of all, Bruce right? Dern is like, I'm going to go get the money. I'm going to go get the money. And Jason Patrick is 
making sandwiches. That's right. And and he's like, Delicious. Uh, no, we're going to go get the money because I fucking don't trust you. Which is- And Bruce Dern and is Bruce like- Bruce Dern is the kind of dipshit who will be like, what do you mean you don't trust yeah, me? Yeah, that's like, exactly what he says. He's like, what do you mean you can't come get it? He's like, I'm coming with you. You're going to go in. I'm going to give you 15 minutes. And if you don't come out, we're going to fucking, you know, you're we're going to like turn you in or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to be like, Uncle Bud, kidnap this kid and force and us to do stuff. it. So oh, they go blood. to the airport oh my where apparently the money is to be found. This is awesome, too. And uh, Rachel Ward, this is so good. Rachel Ward mess. and Jason Patrick are sitting in a car out front of the airport, and Bruce Dern goes in, and then a couple minutes go by, and they got the kid in the backseat of the car, by the way, like under a blanket. Yeah. And, uh, and then while Bruce Dern is in the airport doing whatever he's doing, this cop comes up to the car and is like, what are you? What are you folks doing parked out here? I, I know you. I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere. And he's like, No, no, I'm waiting for my buddy Jack Billingsley. I promise, everything's gonna be okay. Just give me a few minutes. And then the cop's like, No, no, no. I know you. Wait a second. I know you. You're that boxer. Oh, you're that boxer. And you're then that boxer, Collie. Then the cop is excited to talk to him. Oh, yeah, he's hey. like, Oh, hey, I, I made a hundred bucks off you that one time. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bruce Dern comes out, <laughs> comes out of the airport, followed <laughs> immediately by Bert, who yep. shoots him in the back and kills him. And this Dern, is all this is all done in like a, in a like big a, wide a shot, wide shot yeah. from from the POV of, of the like, car, of the car, which is so such a great. It's such a great choice to do it that way, yeah. as opposed to well, like that, cutting that in. That shot for drama. is like that, it's it, it's cutting in, but it's still from that POV from the car. But it's all but it's like all in like a wide or at yeah, least like zoomed in. It's like a lo- yeah, and yeah. then Bert. So Bert kills Bruce Dern. Kills Uncle Bud, shoots him in the back, and then immediately is killed by the cops. Yeah, and it turns the out there's cops all over the place. Yeah. Cop, these cops all of a sudden they like pop come, out. They come the, car, out of like the cars a, come there's in. There's like a taxi out front that's cops. That's yep. undercover cops. And then all these cop cars pull up, and they all and then Bert just gets fucking mowed blown down. away. <laughs> Plan was totally bushwhacked from, the, the, from the, the fucking get go. They were fucked. It's, and then uh, it's just awesome. It's, I mean, like you knew. Watching the movie, you knew that they weren't going to get the money. No. You know what I mean? But you that just was just like, that, they did that really well. That was a cool twist. I was into that. <laughs> but it's also because the it, way like Bruce Dern like has the bag of money yeah, and like lifts yeah. it up like, hey, hey, I got it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Awesome. Yeah. It's like five seconds. And, and the cop that was talking fucked. to them in the car is like, you folks might want to get out of here. Whoa, I'll, I'll wave you out. <laughs> you know, I'll wave you out. <laughs> your friend, if your friend's in there, he's going to be held for a while because they're going to close this all down. Anyway, we'll, we'll wave you out of there. And they meanwhile, they're like, oh, okay. And the kidnapped kid is in the back seat. Yeah. And all these cops are coming in and the other cops, he's like, he's okay, go ahead. And the cop's like, okay, you guys this go ahead. This is a deadbeat boxer. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to worry about with I this guy. I want 100 bucks off of him one he's time. He's the guy that p- punched someone to death in a ring. He's cool. <laughs> Let him go. Took a bullet to get Bert. Two punches couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kills people with his punches. Bert well. took two of them. Amazing. <laughs> and then so, but now Jason Patrick is like having his voiceover yeah. where he's like, you know, I, I had to get, I had, Faye had to be, I had to make sure she was safe. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about Rachel Ward. He's like, I had to make sure she was safe, and there was only one way to do it. Well, and at this point, at this point, I think on the radio, there's a thing where like the the driver who he knocked out has come out of his coma, yeah. and has identified Collie essentially as as the kidnapper, yeah, and uh, and also they've that's been revealed that like the at the house where we went for that that dead guy, Uncle Bud's house or whatever, they went there and they found the doctor who yeah. had been killed. Yeah, he finds and, that out, and he finds that out, and Oof. it was like the same thing that happens to uh, with John Cusack in the grifters yeah. where he's yeah. punched in the stomach he must have like Jim Thompson must have read that Houdini died that way or something and like really took it to heart because it happens yeah. in a, that happens in a, th- those two and maybe in, maybe in other Jim Thompson books I don't know yeah maybe Jim Thompson just got punched in the gut real hard at one point and was like god he's, damn he was slowly dying from could, it his whole yeah. life yeah. <laughs> he eventually I gotta died. get all these, bu- these books written before I fucking die he eventually died of the gut punch at the age of 96 <laughs> yeah dead by gut punch uh Forty years ago, so he so they're out in, they're out in the desert and it's kind of like, well, what are we gonna do? 
you know, he's he's fucked. He's fucked. Yeah. He's like caught. Like they're gonna get him. And he's and, and he starts and to finally re- kind of like realize, figure out how he feels about uh, Rachel yeah, Ward's he's, character. He wants this is to actually a pretty her. touching moment here where he. This is the very it's, she's it's baff- the very end of the movie yeah. too. It's so it's so. Cool. She's a baffling person to wrap your head around. She's constantly doing because she's a drunk, and, and she also doesn't know. And she's in way way in way over her head, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's constantly trying to like figure if she's scheming or against him or anything. She's not functional enough to like scheme really in any she, sort she of way. She is hooked up. It's like essentially she has like. Become a drunk and like drifted into the world of the wrong people, yeah. And gone like this is life. This is how life is. We do these things. I'm hanging out with Uncle Bud and we do s- some scams and stuff. And I I get to stay in booze my my whole life. Right. And she still has enough humanity to kind of like reckon, you know, try to help Kali when she could and, and tell him to leave and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he says uh, in his voiceover, when a man stops caring about what happens, all the strain is lifted from him. He can see people exactly as they are at last. And then he kind of like talks about how he realizes that Rachel Ward is just yeah. sort of kind of almost an innocent in a way. It's like suddenly the only thing that mattered was that she lived. It was the only way that my having lived made any sense. Pretty, it's such pretty, a bummer. Pretty grim stuff. Yeah. Then he does a great a great thing with her where he, he goes like, he does this whole speech about how <clears throat> I'm not stupid. I'm not broken. I'm not crazy. I know what's going on. I've known what's going on this whole time. I'm, it's an act. I'm, I'm, it's an act, and I've duped you. And he does this whole thing to yeah, like, to like, kind of to piss her off. And he's like, "And I'm gonna fucking kill this kid." Yeah. I do crazy stuff, eh? And then, and that's how I get away with stuff. And he, sometimes they even give you your own room, anything you want to eat. Yeah, it's just like the those entitled crazy people, right? <laughs> yeah, which people the people believe that that's a thing. Yeah, you yeah. act crazy enough, they'll give you a nice room. color TV. Give you anything you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Anything? Anything? Jeez. Sal- Salisbury that. steak. I want steak au pois. They give you jello? Coco vin. Another six lobsters for the crazy guy in his own whatever room. Whatever he wants. <laughs> give him whatever he wants. So he's like, so th- so he's like, I'm going to kill the kid. It's the only way we're going to get out of this. we got to kill the kid and we'll leave him in the desert and then we fucking take off or whatever. Yeah. Which is, of course... Part of his plan here a little bit is that he's like, and then he goes to the kid. He's like, "I'm sorry, I like you, or whatever." He's got to, yes, he's got to figure out a well, way. Well, first he's got he's got the gun, Rachel and he Ward. says, "I'm going to kill the kid," and he puts the gun very, very like uh, conspicuously hanging out of his pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he leans into the car with the kid. He's like, "I like you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hurt you." And then she grabs the gun and shoots him. Yeah, yep. which was his plan the whole time. Yeah. Was like, "I'm going to suicide by this this nice lady." Yeah, who figure out a way to I make her to- seem like a, an innocent victim of this whole thing, and, and, and <clears> in the end, and, kind of a hero. And so, like, so you know, so ultimately, she's going to be able to get away with it by being like, "I essentially was a victim." Yeah, I was they forced also me to do of, this with them, which she could, you know, reasonably argue. Yeah. That she that she was it wasn't her, well, she's it was too, never she's her, also too her, wasted so the cops are going to be like this lady's too wasted right she's <laughs> she's an accomplice but in such a minor way that yeah. like and we've got the two guys the two guys who planned the scheme so right. why would we throw her in jail too and she you know she's uh, ostensibly I assume going to like bring the kid back yeah like she's going to like go like yeah well, I'm not going I killed him here's the kid yeah yeah your you Honor, know. this woman hasn't been lucid since 1982. She <laughs> yeah. hasn't formed a memory <laughs> since she was in her late teens. Yeah, and then uh, and then Kali dies in the desert, and, and that's the end of the and, movie. And the movie ends. It's great. He died the way he drifted yeah. in, in the, the desert <laughs> with a little paper bag. <laughs> it's a real bummer. This gym, yeah. but it's, great but it's movie. like it's like yeah, and I mean maybe that was I know that it came out and it was like I don't think it was a small release. I think it came out in theaters and oh. stuff, and like it just it was like a bomb. And it's you know it is that thing too where it's like yeah this is it is a bummer. But this mm-hmm. is Jim. It's like the core of Jim Thompson. 
where where you get to the end of his books and you go, wow, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> too bad about that. It's a real bummer, man. <laughs> that's, that's a bummer, man. Wow, so shit is fucked. Shit's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Good stuff, though. It's good stuff. Uh, here's there's some there's some pretty great. It's it's not like over the top with a sort of like noir language or anything like that. But there's some kind of like winners here and there. Yeah. Uh, there's one part where um she's kind of like this is when she when Rachel Ward first meets Kali, and she's like, "Come on, come with me into my house." And he's like reluctant to come in. And she goes, "What do you want? A piggyback ride?" <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Come on. And then at one point she does something it, like maybe that's to impress him or something like that. And she goes, "How did that stuck stack up?" And he goes, "You stack up, period." <laughs> pretty great. Pretty great line. Uh, and then and then at one point when thing because he you know he's made his little speech about how how he's. Not as stupid as he looks, and then he's maybe done something that Rachel Ward doesn't approve of, and she goes, "You were damn wrong about not being stupid. You are." Yeah, <laughs> damn wrong, damn wrong. And then at one point, this, when when things are really bubbling, and 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 she's like acting crazy or whatever, he he does hit her. He slaps her at one point, and then yeah. he goes, that "She was miraculously just, survived." Well, it was just a regular. It was a slap, man. He says that was just a sample. Yeah. yeah. Very hard boiled. Yeah, that, that's but that's also like in his case, like that was just a sample. If I had actually punched you, you would be dead right now. Your yeah. head would be gone. You'd be <laughs> atomized. <laughs> You'd be dust. <laughs> you would have turned into white sands. Oh, oh. okay. Hey, but before we get to before we segue into that, let's do some ratings. ratings. Uh, four Juds. Hot damn! I was gonna go three and a half, but talking about it, I liked it even more. It's a, it's a, it, it. Honestly, this movie is a is a great rewatch. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. if you've only seen this. You guys have just only seen this, this the first time. time. It's I like, saw it a long time ago, but didn't remember. It's been it a while. Well. Yeah, but it's a it's a really good rewatch because you like you see a lot more character once you know once the it's like one of those once the plot's out of the way and you mm-hmm. get you go, okay that's what happened in the movie. Then you watch it again and go, oh man, this is like okay. You really get the character stuff. Yeah. And everybody's really time. good too, so you can enjoy, oh, enjoy yeah. those. Like I, I I would look forward to watching it again for kind of Bruce Dern alone. Mm-hmm. Right, He's so dirty. <laughs> It's so good, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half Douglases for that very long sex scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's really long. It's really long. It's sweaty. Yeah. It's not like super graphic, but they are both naked. Like it's not like you don't like. It's not like there's full frontal thrusting, but there's like thrusting and, and, and butts. It's not quite like the angel heart sex scene where blood is pouring from the right. ceiling, but it's like a lot. It's like that where you're like, this is going on for. It a It feels long like time. it was like four minutes. Yeah, it's long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it'll like fade away, and then you're like, all right, and then it'll fade back, and they're, oh, oh, they're still going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Wow. All right. Uh, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten busted bottles of wine in my jacket pocket. <laughs> Bad plan. So sad. Just yeah. gonna put this gla- this just wine in my jacket and just, just jump off this movie car. Just fucking pathetic. Jeez. <laughs> and he's the least stupid person. <laughs> yeah. Technically, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm also gonna go four. I mean, there's not much. There's Really good. I mean, yeah. it's really small. There's not much to it, but there's also nothing wrong with it. It's just real. It's just tight, tight little little story. And I like that. I always love these stories about how. T- I think most. I think I'm sure there's capable criminals out there, but movies probably over romanticize it. And I think that it's probably more like this than anything else. Yeah. Just dumb, fucked up people <laughs> thinking that they can pull something together and, and being dead fucking wrong. Those about are the it. best crime stories. Yeah. for the most part. Um. So I like that, and everybody's good in it. Uh, I'm going to go three with the Douglases. I mean, super long sex scene, but no, I mean, butts. 
is about as far as the nudity goes. <laughs> it looks like a sex scene from the Americans or something like that. We're like, this is what we could do. It's the right, right up to where yeah, they right can, up to the line. And, you know, but yeah. I mean, it is fucking long. Yeah, it goes on and on. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a, a running tally of one punched into a coma, two punched to death, <laughs> yeah, and one punched twice, but it took a bullet to take him down. Took a bullet. So Bert was the toughest of all of them. Well, way to go, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some small consolation prize, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna go. F- I'm going four and a half because I've seen this a couple times and nice. I like it oh, more wow. every time. And I, it's also just because if if anybody's listening to this that hasn't seen this movie, I I highly recommend seeking it out because it's so good. Absolutely, a, it may or may not a, be easy to find. That's what I mean. I don't know. I know it's on this DVD, uh, and that's as far as I know. That's the only time it's been released. But it's totally one of those that's like this needs like a, a Blu-ray or like some kind of special edition of it. Yeah, it looks it's great a, too. This is a real hidden. This is a real hidden gem, I think, and uh, and it's so funny too because it, like you said. It's like one of Roger Ebert's like in his great movies thing, and you that you kind of go like, yeah, that that's a little bit of clout there. That this like weird tiny movie, but this anyway. was this was like Mike's murder looks for like me. He, it looks like you could yeah. rent it on iTunes. Okay. Oh, good. This is like Mike's murder for me, where I didn't know a goddamn thing about it, and then I was like twenty minutes in, and I was like, wait a minute, is this movie great? <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. looked it up, and then I, and that was one of the first yeah. things I saw was Roger Ebert's great movies. I was like, oh shit. I mean, that was part of his project with that too. Was like not necessarily like like here's the here's my canon of great movies, but more like this was like here's a movie I think is great that I've seen three or four times that I think everybody should check out yeah. that nobody's yeah. heard of and I I that's so I'll give I'm going to give it four and a half cuz I think it's just like it's really good and it's and if you like if you are, are a fan of Jim Thompson or any of that hard boiled like literature at that time this is like one of the movies that captures that sort of that sort of tone and spirit the best I think uh I'll give it th- I'm going to give it three three Douglases I give it three. Well, yeah, I'll do three. The sex scene, but also just Bruce Dern's whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he, you know, he, it's not it's not sexual necessarily, but it is sleazy. How you doing? Yeah. He's just the guy that sits down like, hey, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> this fucking guy. And Bruce his name Dern. is, of course, his name is Uncle Bud. Jesus Christ. Bruce Dern, one of the best. If if you ever, if also if you ever get a chance, to listen to uh, the Mark Maron interview he had like a couple years ago. It's awesome. It's really long, and Bruce Dern. Nobody nobody tells great. Hollywood stories like Brewster. I think he has a book where, and it's just like, man, it's just awesome. It's not necessarily salacious or anything, but he's just like a guy who's he's he's been around forever. He's and been he's around forever. Known everyone, and he's known everyone, and he's like, he's he's excited to have done that. So yeah. anyway, but Bruce Stern's great. But uh, and I'm gonna give it one paper, one rumpled paper bag of <laughs> something. <laughs> his possessions. Yeah, there might be a moldy sandwich in there. We never know. We don't know. <laughs> She's just trying to spend time with a sandwich. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Mike's murder, and I we should. It, I think this will be out in time for people to go, but it's going to be playing like once at the New Beverly in early November. Awesome, oh, yeah. and it's you're really hard to see. So if you're, li- if you're living in L.A. and hearing the sound of my voice, you might want to try to get tickets to see Mike's murder. Yeah. Is that gonna they're doing, they're doing be... a Bridges double feature. Yeah, it's with that imperfect. imperfect. Yeah, it's that imperfect, which is Shit. also really good. But yeah. uh, is but that going to be a print? It's, you think? Yeah, it's all oh, 35 yeah. at the oh, New Beverly. Wow, so, yeah, it'll be a print. Fuck. So we won't be able to see it up here in the wastes of Seattle. Check no. that out. But you should can. go if you can. I think it's like November the 9th or something like that or the 10th. I don't know. Great movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Next. Next. Yeah. So Roger Donaldson's 1992 opus, White Sands. <laughs> Look, you don't have to be straight with me, but it doesn't lend itself to intimacy. And we're already intimate, aren't we? To solve a murder, 
he stepped into the dead man's shoes. Spencer have a first name? He called himself Bob. Officially, I don't exist. Here you go. He followed the trail to White Sands. This is about creating enemies when there aren't any. I don't ever get involved in these kinds of deals. Give a half million bucks to a man you don't even know? Where truth is the ultimate disguise. I've never met anyone like you. You're honest. Even when you're lying. What did Donaldson do again? No way out. No way out, right. Wow. Right. This Holy is not shit. this is uh, not as good. This is not as good. You know, it's fine. This I liked it. Right, this is right down the middle. I remember seeing this in the theater and oh. thinking it was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not as good as No Way Out, which I think is great. No, yeah. This is a this is this, this is a solid like a this is a base hit. You know, this is like absolutely function, this, like absolutely. You want a base hit? That's yeah. good. That that helps, but it's not a fucking home run. No, I'll tell you that. and I've seen this a couple times. Mm-hmm. I've seen this maybe three times for some reason. I know I saw it in high school <laughs> yeah. for whatever fucking reason. It's so funny because it's not there's because because we say for whatever reason and it's not like that the movies the movie's perfectly fine, but it's also like why would I have watched this this more movie than more than once? <laughs> I mean, I know I watched it once for this, but I feel like I'd seen it twice before for some. I'm, reason. I've probably seen this three or four times. Yeah, I tell you what, the, I think the the thing that I like. I mean, it's a perfectly functional movie. There's yeah. not that much wrong with it. But no. uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, yeah. baby, yeah. just li- I just like. I mean, it's not like she's like. Killing I think the it. cast is I all really like good. Her. I just good, like her. She's the and good Annie McDowell. Yeah, yeah. I miss her. She kind of like didn't didn't stick good. around. For I mean, very just long. in total, you have a good cast. You got Mickey Rourke, yeah. Willem Dafoe, Rourke. Samuel L. Jackson, all doing good all work. All doing good. More Tierney, Tierney, the Tyranny of, Tyranny of Evil Men. Men. She's she's briefly in it. She's fun to watch. And uh, uh, and James, M. Emmett Walsh uh, doing the and, doing a fun oh, thing. M. Emmett Walsh. And he's in it a lot at the beginning, and you think that he might be in it. Just he's the whole uh, he's very yeah. funny the whole time he's in the movie. James Redhorn. James Redhorn. Redhorn. As like very briefly in there, yeah. So it's like one of those. It's one of those movies from this period. Fred Thompson. Fred Thompson. Mimi Rogers. Yes, as his wife. John P. Ryan. Yeah, Mimi Rogers having the most thankless role. Oh my god! What the fuck? Honestly, I mean, she's played that role a million times too. But honestly, like a a part that like shouldn't. That's like the. Why is that even in the movie? You don't need a name for that. She, why is this? She has even two in the, scenes. Yeah. Also, like, why those scenes don't even need to be in the movie? Kind of. Yeah. They're so. They're it doesn't so even matter. It doesn't even matter that he has a family, except that to to like. It's like his whole, to nail down the fact that he's like a good guy, an ethical man. Right, and then yeah. you know later when he won't do things that yeah, like you yeah, know yeah. That, that the other guys in some of these other movies would would do will do because they have been seduced by the crime or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a point is like him going like, nope, but my family. And it's funny that it's Willem Dafoe too, because you go like, you're a family man. Yeah. I don't buy it. I look. <laughs> I'm looking at your face and I. Say no, you're not. It's kind of interesting though. Like he's really good in this, and it's yeah. I mean, having watched Willem Dafoe in movies of all kinds for forty or fifty years now, it's like Willem Dafoe usually does have that big dick energy where he's like got a lot of swagger to him. He always sort of seems like he's in control. In this movie, he's like kind of a milk toast dude. Yeah. He's like not a cool guy. No, he is a he is the dumb character, but he's not a dumb character. If that uh, makes any I think sense. I think almost everyone in this movie is stupid. I mean, this but one, he's not out. He's like. I mean, in the end, he like pulls it out and like has a sure plan and stuff. But just the fact that he, the way that he gets involved in general, is pretty. Dumb. It's pretty dumb. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he's not like a. He's not like you know the characters in the first and last movies where they're like no, this, no, no. You just see them for a minute and you're like, this is a dumb. As person. a challenge, I would like us to <laughs> all try to determine who killed the guy, because I don't know. 
The guy at the beginning. The guy at the beginning of the movie that kicks off the story. Uh, Not yet. We'll work, let's work through the movie <laughs> and see if we can decide who we think killed the guy. Uh, I've been having trouble with plot specificity. I know, I know. It's, so. it's saying, really hard in this. saying he killed himself. Yeah, but why would he do that? I don't, no, but the, I mean, but that's like a I'm liar saying, saying, I'm saying that, too. I'm, they, yeah. I'm saying why would he do that? I'm saying we're maybe th- in throwing the end, that in there, too. Maybe in the end it's not important. I mean, who, I think it's trying it? to do like a big sleep know. kind of thing or whatever, where it's like, who it was the killer? Well, I don't really know. It ultimately, ultimately doesn't ultimately matter. Ultimately, it's more about how these systems are fucked up. Sure. Right, than it, about the one, the one murder or whatever. Anyway, so what happens at the beginning of this movie is they find this dead body out in the desert. He's been shot in the head, maybe a suicide, and he's got a briefcase on him with a half a million dollars in cash. Hey, where'd you get that hat? And there's a really funny bit where <laughs> Will, and Willem Dafoe is the local sheriff, and he comes out to investigate the crime, and the Emmy, Emmett M. Walsh, is already there uh, and he's like where'd you get that hat he's wearing a cowboy hat did your wife make you make you wear that hat it's like yeah what do you you got a problem with it he's like nothing pissing on it wouldn't cure and <laughs> <laughs> Emmett Walsh man he should be the I mean come on and it's a movie, even, make a movie about just that guy the Emmett Walsh scene, rule you know if any movie featuring Emmett Walsh is, can't, be all, can't bad. be all bad there's also a line <laughs> in a, like a second later when he, when they're like maybe this guy's a suicide and somebody's like why would he kill himself and Emmett Walsh goes maybe his wife bought him a hat and made him wear it he really <laughs> hates that hat <laughs> it is the a hat dumb, keeps coming up he a, hates this hat it's funny because it is a dumb hat and people keep like making fun make, of it and there's a point later on where he's like Willem Dafoe is like wait what about my hat <laughs> about my hat and he's wearing the hat at the end of the movie too he is it's he's, a white hat I mean it's all kind of a, it's yeah, all yeah, a symbol yeah. of his like his ethical thing yeah like Absolutely. the first thing that happens when they see the money is he starts looking through the money and M.M.O. Walsh goes you're not gonna actually tag that and label it as evidence are you Ray and then like then the next scene is they're looking at the guy's body in the uh, in the morgue, and M.M. Walsh is still like you. You know, we could just take some of that money. <laughs> this is great shit, too, because you just get a con- a tiny condensed little um, little little like, story about little, a character, but like also a kind of like a little inve- a tiny investigation where he finds yeah. the number. He's right. like cut open the belly or whatever. I don't know, but it, but M.M. Walsh like cuts the <laughs> cut guy cut open the cause belly because <laughs> he knows that there's like a piece of paper missing. From well, he somewhere. goes to the guy's hotel room and he sees he's got Whataburger wrappers all over the place, and one of them's got a so bite out Texas, of them. So this is Texas, then? No, but they find no, they, no, no. It's like uh, this isn't te- isn't Texas Whataburger? Yeah, Texas Whataburger. Well, I guess yeah. it looked like Whataburger, but I thought it this was like the more desert northern. south southwest. Yeah. But uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't like, know if they specifically said. No, it's uh, Taos. It's New Mexico because they go to New Taos. Mexico. They okay. Go, yeah. Because so a close. lot of the action takes place in and around Taos. I mean, New maybe he Got starts it. out in Texas and then goes to New yeah. Mexico. That's f- right next door. Yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> but uh, but and they uh, might have Whataburgers in New Mexico. I don't fucking. They're know. they're yeah. He, MMO Walsh is really insistent that they don't uh, they, that they keep some of that cash. He's but a, he goes, he says to him, "You don't always have to be so goddamn ethical all the time, Ray." Which is a big point of the movie. Ethical. Yeah, but he like uh, th- so they cut. You know, they they find the carpet from the shitty hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a good uh, part where the guy go, when they go there and the guy goes, "Hey, by the way, how'd you know it was my hotel?" Yeah. And she has a shot of the <laughs> shitty carpet. The yeah. Longhorn Ranch. And then the, the the guy has to get a dig in too. He's like, "Did you direct? Did you uh? Did you decorate this place yourself?" No, I got some fairy to come do it for me. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do all this. I'm colorblind. Okay. All right, thanks, uh, or, or whomever. <laughs> Good. And then like he finds like a what a like a piece of paper torn off and removed. It's and a bite mark the, out of the Whataburger wrapper. That's right. That's right. And so they cut open the they cut open the corpse's belly, and uh, and this is the part where where um like it releases a bunch of nasty yeah. odors and and uh, and mma walsh goes intestinal gases ah uh, the ever-loving death fart of a warthog <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus amazing Christ. 
And then they then they're going through his uh, stomach, his remains, and he's just the MMA Walsh is just like telling about all the the food that he's like, finding. Must have been to some kind of salad bar. That's too bad. What a That's shitty so way funny. to go after just eating a salad bar, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only burgers and steaks for old MMA Walsh. Yeah. yeah. But then they find a phone number. They do find a tiny little yeah. piece of paper. Yeah. It's got a number on it. I like that kind of shit. And yeah, so yeah. and there's, so there's actually it's like detective work in one of these detective right. movies. But it's but it's done. But it's like they do it fast forward. Where it's like oh, yeah. this is all the stuff that happens, but it happens even faster than it usually happens because yeah. yeah. he finds this number and it's just and it's just seven digits. It could, yeah. could be anything, and it takes him four tries to find. Yeah. Oh, you gotta be doing this all day. Oh, now you got it. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> Pretty quick. Okay. So he, and he he calls the number and this woman answering is, is like Spencer. Uh yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Where are you? I'm uh, on my way. You're supposed well, to be you're supposed to be four days ago. I'm uh, sorry. Yes. Well, get here and bring the money. Okay. Right. <laughs> and that person isn't bothered at all by this guy who who's in on the scheme being like, uh yeah, that's me. Money. Sure. And so the money. Uh, yeah, that's Willem the Defoe ticket. takes sure. it upon himself to go undercover as the dead guy to go ID the dead guy with the people that probably killed him, or at least you know might be into some right. shady shit with him, which is the the worst idea Stupid. in the world. Not something you need to do. Now before he Honestly, does this, probably he illegal for him to do as well. It's, it's absolutely not it's his point, investigation. It's pointed out later. That it's not his job. It is that he. Although the, he he does admit like yeah I know. I just didn't want to get you guys involved because yeah. I really wanted but to it, find out but who here's killed the thing. this guy. He yeah. does actually call the FBI first. That's true. And says, like, uh, you know, you might want to look into this shit. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be around. And then he goes away because as soon as he goes away, the, the, the real FBI guys show up and they're like, hey, what's up with your husband? Where's our money? Right. And uh, and so Mimi Rogers is like, oh, gosh, what's going on with my husband is he may be involved in some shady shit. Meanwhile, and then that's half of her her role in the movie. Yeah, that's the it. Other, the other, the one other, other scene is one where she waves scene. goodbye to him. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. Oh, and he. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's just, yeah. just the two. And he drives scenes. out there God. with his like cool college car, his like blue Corvette Stingray. Right. Yeah, it's been it's been like holed up in the garage too. He's like has he like dusts it off. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going undercover Time for to, me to do cool shit. I'm going undercover as a cool dude, so this I got to think of a cool car. He goes. So Dad's he goes got to big the. Dick energy this now. is the, yeah. but th- this is nuts. He's like a sheriff or something. This is a like terrible. And now this is he's a terrible doing, idea. Now he's doing an undercover he's investigation a small, he's a small with, town sheriff. with a half a million dollars. Yeah, this is absolutely Jesus stupid. Christ. And uh, actually brings the money. Dumb. Yeah. And so he goes to this motel in where Taos now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to his room and immediately is accosted by the lady disguised as the maid and her very scary Brigitte Nielsen-esque accomplice. The redhead great and scene. what are their names? The names are, her, I can't remember the, la- the I can't blonde remember lady's names. name, but the other one they, he, they just called the redhead. I just have them like written down as scary ladies because yeah. they just come in and kick his ass. It's awesome. And then one of them it's like, one of them kind of like makes out with him too, like, nah, yeah. cut, take that. They, they like cut, cut his clothes off. Yeah, they cut his clothes off. Yeah, they cut his clothes off. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> they're kind of, I mean, it's like kind of, kind of sexually assaulting It's smart, you know, they're cutting his clothes off because it's like, he's not going to fucking run out and follow us right away. You know, it's like that kind of thing too. They take the money and then they're like Lennox Lennox wants to meet you go here the day after tomorrow and don't be early and don't be late yeah Yeah. Anyway, he before before he can do that, he gets uh, he gets kidnapped again in yes. the night, and this time <laughs> he, by he, he is immediately reaping the whirlwind of his dumb decision yeah. to do this shit. And this, this time it's by uh, two more time, guys who say they're the FBI. Well, agents. they are. They it's, are it's FBI like agents. Four dudes in suits. Yeah, they, it turns out they all well, are. It's just some of them are shady and some of them are. Some of them are. Yeah, the other well, there's those guys, the Sam Jackson and uh, it's a uh, uh, Sandoval. Miguel yeah. Sandoval. Yeah. And they're 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 actual FBI guys. Yeah. The other two guys are F- internal, are affairs. internal affairs. 
Uh, but you, for a minute in the movie, you're like not sure, like yeah, those, which guys are the real FBI guys? Are FBI guys. guys or these guys? But every, because all of, of them are actually because of FBI, what this movie's essentially about, how all these systems are fucked up or whatever right. in a vague or it's not like the, that much. No, of, it doesn't really like have much a thesis it, about that at all. But that is generally what's going on. So yeah. like Sam Jackson's crew is like rogue, and then also we'll find out another guy is also rogue, even though they all just seem right. like hoodlums. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's, it's kind of fun. I like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he gets he gets taken away by uh, in, uh, by like four dudes in suits. So you're kind of like that's <laughs> interesting what their car looks like. And, and they're basically like, like Ray. We know that you're not uh, what's his name, Artie Shepard, Spencer, Spencer, yeah. Spencer. We know you're not Spencer. We know you're pretending to be Spencer. We know you have the money. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, and he's like, well, they took those girls took the money, and they're like, and Sam Jackson is like, well, legally you're on the hook for the money. Not true. No, no, no. In no in no universe would that be true, and he would know that, but he's too stupid to be able to suss out well, the fact that they're playing him. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, there there is also part of it where he just he you know. They don't. They don't do it too heavily, but I think it works. Where he he just is clearly likes this stuff, and he wants He's, to do it. He yeah. thinks it's exciting. He wants to. Yeah, he wants to do some shit. And he clearly kind of like enjoys throwing himself into the role. Like he gets a couple moments. You like what you said, where he gets to kind of swagger. Yeah, he, and likes he seems to, do to really relish in it, which is fun. I yeah, like that. it works. He gets to pull the old car out of the. Yeah, out of but the it's garage. but it's Sam. It's pre Pulp Fiction Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. and he's kicking ass. I mean, he's doing his thing. Oh, it's yeah, Sam great. Jackson's great. Yeah. It's really good. It's a big role for him, uh, but. Uh, you know, if everybody's after this money, this is a terrible way to go get it. And uh, <laughs> and, and, again, and like if Sam Jackson is depending on is if Sam Jackson is depending on this dipshit to find his fucking half a million dollars from noted arms dealer Mickey Rourke, I think that's going to be a bad plan. Yeah. <laughs> and all these numbers, like these money numbers, are pre nine pre nine eleven yeah. stuff. Where it's like, how am I going to get? How am I going to get another two hundred thousand dollars? I work for the government. Like, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> but anyway, they decide to let him to let him continue to continue to be the patsy and like uh, go go meet up with this yeah. this guy Lennox who let, is Mickey let it Rourke, ride. who is Mickey Rourke who is an arms dealer that reportedly Samuel L. Jackson's character is trying to bust on an arms dealing charge. Allegedly. Allegedly. And uh and then um he meets he meets he, Mickey Rourke at this bar. This is this give you a good example of just kind of like how fun and kind of twinkly Mickey Rourke's character is. He's a loathsome <laughs> piece of shit, but he's also he's got this he's got you know personality. Right. But like he's talking to this lady at the bar, yeah, yeah. who is actually the, the the panicky lady from Speed. Yeah, yep. And she's like, and he's talking to her about her art, and then and, and then um, he's like, Defoe "This is my up. buddy, the art the art dealer." Yeah, and he's like, "I've told her that you'd look at uh, some of. I told her that you'd look at some of. I gotta do my Ricky, Mickey Rourke impression. Ricky just Mark, whisk, just wh- just Ricky whisper." Mark. Ricky Mark. It's, it's oh, not- Mark for Mark. <laughs> Mark for Mark. Yeah. Whoa. Yikes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> upside down. Did my audition upside down. Whoa. Did you guys watch oh. that awful thing? Rock calling Orson. Rock calling Orson. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, just quick sidebar. Did you guys watch that awful thing? What the, thing? The guy, the guy that uh, the, was going around the internet a couple weeks ago with the guy doing the Robin Williams impression. Robin Williams, oh. Robin Williams family was begging him to stop. What? Well, no, no. Robin Williams' daughter. People kept sending the. It was like a guy who does a really, a really accurate Robin Williams impression, and he made like a fan film that's like that was like kind of like a a, tr- a fake preview to to get this Robin Williams movie funded where he plays Robin Williams. Oh, you got to watch it. It's awful. No. And, it, and, and the scene, the scene, the scene that they're doing is him is him like rehearsing for for Mork and Mindy, and then uh, Pam Dauber comes in and is like is, and is like uh, is like uh, John Belushi. Dom, John Belushi died. They found him. He's like, no, I was with. And it's like this whole thing. And then people oh, kept sending no. this clip. And it's 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 like it's like inter- it's as interminable as it sounds. It's like, but it's a, uh, 
You know, the guy does do a good Robin Williams. Yeah. But like, but like, people kept sending it to Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter, Uh-oh. and she tw- she tweeted out like, "Stop Please it! Stop sending me this this uh this sure this okay this guy is good at impersonating my dad, but why uh, why the fuck would I want to watch a scene of my dead father's <laughs> one of the worst moments in my dead father's life? Try to think about it for just one second. Like, why would you why would you fucking send me that? Unbelievable. Apparently, people kept anyway. Sorry, I just got that got is fucking Shit's great. Crazy. People uh, are fucking nuts. <laughs> anyway, Mickey uh, Rourke. Back, yeah, back to Mickey Rourke. But, but it's funny though, because because <laughs> he like sh- he like basically tells this the lady from Speed that uh, that Willem Dafoe is like an arts dealer. He's like, I told her gonna buy some of her paintings. Buy some of her paintings, and he's like, Yeah, okay, sure. And he and these these cruddy like yeah. watercolor paintings. And then he he like isn't necessarily cool when he dismisses her. And then later when they're walking away, Mickey Rooks like, Hey, be nice, but when you're talking about someone's no, art, that's no, like no, no, he no, he throws, buys it. He, he buys, buys it. it and throws the painting no, in the throws, garbage. Yeah, that's right. And even and, not, and not Mickey, even uh, in front he's like of her. half a block away. And Mickey yeah. goes. Mickey Rook goes Hey, that's what are you that doing? woman's that's, dreams. That's that woman's dreams. You yeah. can't just throw someone's dreams away. And he goes back for the painting. And he's like, "What are you doing? Let's no, go. What are you doing? We, go, we don't have time for that." <laughs> that was just a thing that I was doing for that moment. I'm he's moving a, on to the next thing. He's now. a little. He's a little impish. He's Mickey, Mickey Rourke is aloof. fun in this. He's really good. He's yeah, yeah quintessential Rourke. Yeah. yeah, this is during during that good that and period. Still, of and Mickey he doesn't Rourke look terrible he, yet. No, this no, is before no. he decided to break himself. This is very close to with boxing. Yeah, Ben Collie beat the shit out of him one too many times. Ben Collie punched him half a time. Yeah. Gave him a half punch. Oh. That's why he's not dead, but his face is all fucked uh, yeah. So what's the plan Well, here, okay, then? so then he goes to meet... <laughs> the plan is weird. They go to meet Lane, uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Yes. She who is money. <laughs> who is Lennox's partner and knows Spencer, it turns out, at the last minute. Like, uh, And so when Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio shows up, she's like, You're she, not he's guy. like, oh, here's member Spencer. And she turns around and she gives this look like, uh, you're who? But goes along with it right away. And, I mean, a great scene. Willem Dafoe realizes right away, like, oops, she knows she this She knows guy. that I am not me. <laughs> but she goes along with it because it yeah. means money, and then she's she's also intrigued. Well, with she's the also intrigued, yeah. But like, it's a, it's a really well played scene where you can sort of see what they're all feeling. But, yeah. but, but at the same time, neither of them are trying to telegraph what they're doing. It's just it's good good stuff. Because Lennox yeah. will kill them or whatever. And if again, they find out. I just like seeing Mary Elizabeth Astor Antonio <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff. You're because you didn't do that much, so you're always like, yay, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> and also at the hotel, we find out that there's been a lady looking for. Willem Dafoe's the guy Willem Dafoe is pretending to be. Well, she yeah. comes in. She comes in before he gets back, and it's yeah. more tyranny. It's more tyranny. And she's she's, she's frantically got, looking for. And this she's guy. got crimped yeah. red hair on one side and cornrows on the other. It's a bizarre haircut. <laughs> Pretty weird. It's a lot. Nor, and she's Noreen, whose name we saw on the Whataburger wrapper. Right. That's right. So Noreen's come looking for him, and he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's that's he good. Needs to, he keeps needing to like." You know, grab her and have a talk with her, so he can like just yeah. get get her information and square things away. Right, but she's very flighty, and well, that's and there's terrifying. a whole, there's well, a whole scene keeps, later. She on. keeps not being around, and also like then when she she finds out who he is, he, she's like, "You're not the guy," and he's like, "I know, but I need to talk to you." Yeah. <laughs> but guy, this is, but this guy's is dead. But, but like, I don't even I don't know how this shit works, but I don't know how the criminal underworld works. Possibly affiliated with the shadowy government agencies. Right. But basically, Mickey Rourke and and Willem Dafoe have just met. Willem Dafoe's not the person he's claiming to be, and then they're gonna go do an arms deal together. Right. Which was the plan. I think. Well, he's supposedly he's got five hundred thousand yeah, dollars that he wants man. to put into play. And he contacted Lane, who basically runs, does ostensibly does charity work for like refugees in in third world countries and stuff. But 
She's a rich horse lady. And she's a rich, a rich, horse, rich horse, lady. horse lady. But he, she also uses that organization as a front for the CIA to get weapons to the Contras. Right. 90s. Or, or like Latin American, like pro-democracy, anti-communist insurgencies. Yeah. There's like a lot of big stuff bubbling underneath. Yeah. So, Which you find out a lot later. And it's all mostly just kind of implied. No one really comes out and says it, but it's all pretty well, much Well, I mean, at one, point, at one point, Lennox is like, I'm CIA. Yeah. But I'm pretty much rogue at this point. I CIA just, fucking A. I'm yeah. CIA fucking A. I just, I'm just doing, the, but I'm just doing this to steal money at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't give a shit who gets arms, armed. Yeah, or I don't give a fuck. like Johnny Depp's whatever. character in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. It is like, the same character. literally is a government yeah, yeah. agency, but also like he's way. Just a criminal. There's yeah. very little checks and balances on what he does. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, but yeah, but this but this is a great scene where they they go to they take a helicopter into John P Ryan's like weapon, and Fred Dalton Thompson. Fred Dalton Thompson with a beard at the Gypsum Flats and in White guy, Sands, New Mexico. Who's the other yeah. guy that's with It's the, not it's sand, a, it's Gypsum. It's Fred Dalton Thompson and John, John P. P Ryan, Ryan who fucking rules. Love, great. Who's yeah. one of my favorite? Yeah, anyway. He turns up in a lot of stuff. He's my, my favorite is lethal is him and lethal enforcers mm-hmm. where he's like basically Donald Trump. He's in Bound. He's great. Yep. He's, he's a, in Bound, yes. He's kind of sympathetic he's like, in he's Bound. Like, he's like the gangster who likes her, yeah. which is how they're able to kind of get away with it at the end because he like is like in love with her, and he's yeah. like, I believe, I couldn't believe that you would do all this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> but him, but like him and uh, Senator Fred Thompson being like yeah. weapons, old old weapons dudes. Which is, is great. Pretty, pretty great. Yeah. And at one point, Fred Dalton Thompson throws, shoots a rocket in a tank. Yeah. He's like, you know, this thing will, uh, son, this, uh, the average rocket launcher, son, will blow a tank up. And you're like, sure, I'll take your word for it. And he's like, no, no, we got a tank right there. I'll do it right now. Boom. See, there you go. <laughs> like, oh shit, that's it did, great. It did. And then they immediately like, uh, they immediately like big up them on and like, yeah, they're okay, like, well, we need another two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they've only got a half a mil. That was never part of the deal. <laughs> Mickey Rourke gets real pissed about this. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts, where he's like super mad at him, and he goes, "You fuckers make me want to puke." <laughs> And then Willem Dafoe's kind of like, all right, all right, all right, look, look, look. Yeah. Let's settle down here. Uh, let, look, we're just kind of a little miffed because we, we thought we were going to pay this amount and you didn't give us whatever. That's fucked he's up. Very, he's very political about it. And uh, John Which P. Ryan is- goes like, ah, you're all right. You got a little time to get the money and come back to us. You're right. It was it was sort of <laughs> shitty of us to just try and rip you off. I don't know why we would have assumed you would have had another $200,000 in cash you. on you. <laughs> we're, we're, we're shitty old weirdos. So they, they so we now, thought we'd try though. <laughs> and meanwhile, Sam Jackson and his like burly photographer assistant guy are like tailing Willem Dafoe all over the place. Right. Uh, and they decide, uh, or so Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio and Willem Dafoe decide. I've got a, we've got a way to get another quarter mil. We're going to run a charity event and say it's for, you know, the Nicaraguan refugees or who the fuck ever. Yeah. And then we're going to take that money and roll it over into the arms deal. Right. And everybody is basically aware at this point that the other person, the other two people in the triangle are probably going to try to rip them off. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And also the arms dealers are going to try to rip them off. And Samuel L. Jackson and Miguel Sandoval are probably going to try to rip them off. But then there's a scene at a rodeo. Then they go to the rodeo. Where uh, Mary Elizabeth Matrotonio does barrel racing. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Which my cousins did when I was a kid. I had to go to rodeos and my cousins would do the uh, barrel barrel riding. And And Noreen finally shows up and there's a ridiculous moment. (laughs) At least it seemed ridiculous to me where like Noreen, she, he get Willem Dafoe gets paged over the, uh, actually I'm going to step back a little. First, they're all at the rodeo, including Lennox, Mickey Rourke, 
and everyone's there. Marios. And Sam Jackson and his his little uh, helper man are are you have a giant camera and a huge radio with an antenna just <laughs> sitting out there in the middle of the fucking rodeo thinking that the arms dealer from the CIA and the lady who's uh, repping off the FBI to send weapons to the Contras aren't going to see that, which evidently they don't. They don't. It works. Um, I also wanted to point out hey, that you, that you get a little footage of the rodeo that they shot, and a rodeo clown gets injured. Yeah, in, he does. In the scene. And you hear the guy over the, come over the tannoy, and he's like, "You can laugh at him, but you got to respect what you they do." Respect what they do, and this rodeo clown is limping yeah, away. Yeah, he looks very certainly injured. certainly trying to disguise how very how because you see him get basically gored. Yeah, by that's their job. That's not. It's not. I don't think that's just a, some footage that they picked Probably, up while they yeah. were shooting the movie. No, I that think guy went guy off re- camera and he died. He's dead now. Yeah. It got it. Got his femoral arm. Artery. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, folks, pre- yep, give it up for that guy. They got his femoral artery, so R- he's got another 60 seconds. R.I.P. Durango the clown over there. Uh, he so probably wasn't going to live past 40 anyway. It's fine. It's a, you know, it's a limited lifespan for Rodeo Clown. <laughs> give it up for baskets, everybody. Oh, <laughs> we'll be playing taps for him after the show. Free free paps all night for Durango the clown. Uh Sorry. Anyway, Noreen shows Noreen pa- has him paged over the uh, over the PA, and so Willem Dafoe goes to see like who paged me, and it's Noreen, and Noreen is immediately like, "That is not Spencer. You're not you're not my buddy." And he just fucking chases her through the parking lot, and nobody is like, "Hey, why is that guy chasing after a young lady?" Well, uh, you ever been to a rodeo before? I guess I guess nobody not. Nobody gives a shit. There's yeah. a lot of there's I, a, I, there I, were probably I, like three other cowboys chasing ladies through the through the parking lot. That too. was exactly my thought. Ladies process getting assaulted all you over ca- the you parking keep thinking, lot. Yes, you keep thinking someone's gonna like hey, go hey stop. Stop chasing that lady, and then you're like, "Wait a minute, nah. Why would this they? must happen yeah. every fucking rodeo over and over and over again." Yeah. Go back here. I suppose that's true. Just yeah. ugh. depressing, but it's but a true. cool. It's actually kind of a cool shot where it's like yeah. a fairly long shot yeah, where he's chasing take. her down, and there's lots of moving parts. There's hosses everywhere. He's it's, trying a good, to, it's a good looking movie. He's it's trying a well made movie. He's trying to get to her because he's going to go. I know I'm not that guy, but that guy's dead, and I need your help figuring out. I'm trying to figure out who killed him. Actually, yeah. she's just sort of like, ah, ah, no. Ah. She's just like, hey, 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 come on. Time just to, come on, calm, calm down, goddammit. Yeah, and uh, uh, and eventually, what he he, he she she kind of like gets out of his grasp or something, and then he gets picked up by Mickey. Two, no, by the two FBI by the, the two FBI the, the, guys. The, that's right, the internal affairs guys, and then Mickey Rourke like is like looking. He's where's, where's my friend? Where's my new friend? Yeah, he's like, hey, what's We're that? Actually, there's, friends. There's some guys over there, and he's like, I'm gonna. They, they got my new buddy. I'm going to chase them down. And he gets in the truck. And, oh. and meanwhile, then Mary Elizabeth is like, what are you doing? He's like, driving, starts driving the truck. And she's like, my horse is tied to the back. And yeah. This is amazing. She has to untie the horse she really She unties the horse. Just, he came this like seconds away from dragging a horse yeah. down, this, down the he, fucking highway. He tears off after those guys. And the, the you know internal affairs guys are like, we're, we're, here's what's go- we're going to tell you what's going on. And then, uh, But before they can get too far into it. Uh, they get run off the road by Mickey Rourke in his truck. Flips tra- the horse trailer. Uh, Willem Dafoe like gets out of the car and like he doesn't know who's in the truck. But yeah. He like r- he runs off. Yeah, he, he runs goes back, to the, back to the rodeo. Goes back to the rodeo. And uh, Tyranny of Evil Men's had her brains blown out. Yeah. Pretty graphic. And by too. the way, I, I assume by Samuel L. Jackson. That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, I'm not a, often aware of what the smaller. That's what smaller we were trying. To, I was are. trying to figure it out too. It's either, I'm pretty it's either sure she it's killed him. herself. No. W- right. But he the only the only character that makes sense is him because he's tying up loose ends, right? Because and, he's and like, said, and the mixture wasn't there, so it can't be the mixer. But then, but then you pointed out that like there's a photograph of there's a photograph in the glove box of Maura Tierney's car in which she has had her brains blown out. It's a po- it's a photograph of her, Sam Jackson, and the, Spencer, the dead guy. And huh. it's like Willem Dafoe finds that and takes it, but whoever killed 
uh, Maura Tierney left that crucial Presum- piece of evidence, presumably Samuel L. Jackson, tying him to both murders. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a little complex, but it, it in in the in the film noir sort of way. Sure, sure. Like who cares? In, in my view, the only the only suspect that even remotely makes sense in the Spencer murder, the catalyzing initial death, is Sam Jackson. But if that's true, why didn't he take the money? Yeah. Why was the money on the dead guy? There's no good reason for Spencer to have killed himself. So whoever killed him, for some reason, left the money there. Yeah. Which makes no sense. It's it's what it was it, it seems Dash, like Dashiell Hammett thing where yes. it doesn't fully, it's one of those things like the big sleep no, no. It's, uh, it's even a, the author Raymond Chandler, Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler. big sleep he was you know they go somebody to, they, asked him who the killer go, hey, was who's the killer who killed or who killed this guy in the movie and he goes I don't fucking know yeah, yeah. and in the end ultimately <laughs> I didn't really care either. no it doesn't matter it's but like it, a bunch like, of crazy shit went down with I, a bunch of shady people but I mean the, it does the movie is incited by a police officer going like I'm it, gonna find out who this guy is and who killed him and he never does inciting incident and we don't kind of don't really I mean if anybody else is aware has seen this movie a lot and knows that yeah, yeah. something please, that we don't please let us know we, yeah. we, we all three of us have watched this movie recently and none of us could not sure know, so not entirely if, sure if we if we if all three of us just entirely missed like a whole scene where it's like oh they tell they, they the character literally says i killed that guy yeah. let us know please because yes. <laughs> i don't know i killed yeah. that guy at the beginning it ultimately doesn't sam, matter. Me, sam jackson did it nah it's me i'm with the uh, fucking oh, c i, I fucking a i killed I that guy. I, fucking a. I killed, I killed that, guy. that guy i didn't take the money i yeah. don't need that money I don't know what. What do you it's want? Weird. I'm a wild orchid, baby. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get in a boxing match now. <laughs> I'm gonna smash my face. I hate my pretty face. Come on, hit me again. Hit me None again. of you sound like him. Hit me again. I don't either. It's fine. He's whispery. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, at this say, and at this point, sound like him, son of a bitch. they uh, everybody or <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Antonio and Willem Dafoe meet up at her house again. And she tries to seduce him. He's in the shower. She's, and she, she falls, in, you know, pretty quickly. Like hard, hard in love with Billy, Billy the Big Mouth Bass. He does have, he does have literal <laughs> big dick energy. He has a really big dick. But he's yeah. he's taking a shower. And she climbs in there with all her clothes on, and then before they can get too far, he like he's whispers like, I'm married. something to her, and then it cuts to the guy outside, who's Sam Jackson's guy, like listening to them. Like fuck, boning, and he's like, "All right, get it on." He's yeah. like, "Go for it, Deputy Ray." I love Go this scene because then it cuts inside, and she's just pretending to. In the yeah. shower, you do get a little bit of nudity, but it's it's a body double. I like the part where she's pretending yeah. to to get boned, and then she accidentally bangs her own head on the headboard, and it's like, "Ow,", ow. and then keeps going. But she's but she's <laughs> pretending to get boned, and then uh, meanwhile, Willem Dafoe like snuck outside yeah. to uh, <laughs> to like bash this guy with a big stick. He clubs yeah. him yeah, with a big stick. He clubs him with a big stick. He's like, "What the fuck looks is like going a, on?" Looks here? like a piece of driftwood. Yeah. And then yeah. I think that's then he, he, then he take that up. guy back to like Sam Jackson's hotel room and is like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yep. Or I know you're you're not you're not telling me everything. Or this this you are not legit FBI. Yeah, over exactly. here. I mean, he is he is an FBI agent, but he is also an FBI agent who is trying to rip off money half a million on the dollars. Side. He's running his own thing. <laughs> yeah. And then meanwhile, Lennox has the two internal affairs guys in the trunk of his car. Yeah. Well, then that's a different. Then that later, then then like Sam Jackson. Yeah, he or. Willem Dafoe shows up and he's like, hey, let me show you something. Let me show you something real yeah. cool. It's he very pops, Michael Madsen and Reservoir Dogs. He pops the trunk like, and look what I got the two in guys here. And, and Willem Dafoe is like, oh no, this isn't something that I think should be happening. But you know, Lennox still thinks like he's like a 
basically a bad guy. A bad like guy. Him. He's there's, well, he like he gives like, him he gives him the gun and is like payback time. Like you can you can get these guys. And, and, and Defoe's like, like, no, no, no. He literally goes, I'm a cop. Like yeah, I'm yeah. working with the FBI. And he's like, I fucking know that. I don't man. give a shit. Yeah, I don't. I'm I don't C- care. I'm CI fucking A. He's like, I'm CI fucking A. They can't touch me. And then he kills the two feds anyway. Yeah, because just to kind of prove a point essentially. See, I can do this. They're not gonna fucking do anything. And Willem Defoe's being like, no, 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 no. The CIA ah, guy, guys has me doing this job where I'm buying fucking guns to send to Contras. They're not going to fucking throw me yeah. in jail. I know too much. I'm basically <laughs> off book. Yeah. yeah. Can, They're going to do anything I want. They can let me. They, they can't. They can tell me I can't do this, but they can't stop me. I'm yeah. fighting communists. What are they going to do? Prosecute me? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and he's and he's so he kills these people in front of him, and, and he, but he's still kind of like man, it sort of seems like he still wants to be friends with Willem Dafoe. There's yeah. kind of like a weird, a weird sort of. Well, I mean, he's like you're in it, you're in it now, and uh, now you're in it way too much because I killed these guys, and so let's just uh, fucking, let's just do fucking this get thing. our money. Let's just do the thing. Let's do <laughs> the money. Pretty, pretty wild. I really like Mickey Rourke. Yeah, there's this. some money in it for you. And then and then it's uh, the ending. Well, how yeah. does he get a hold of this Samuel is, this L. Is Jackson? This is the part where he's where he where he starts to get the power back. And he and he formulates his own plan, and he, he starts to become a little bit less stupid because right. he knows obvi- the obvious move, at least in a movie, is to turn these two rogue agents yeah. against each other, which indeed he does. Yeah. And and at this point, he's fully he's because he's been behind the game the whole way. And at this point, he now he starts to be become ahead of the game, and he's yeah. ahead of both Mickey Rourke and Sam Jackson. Right. And so it's all about the money. They've got the briefcase. He he takes Sam. He grabs Sam Jackson. He takes him out to White Sands. Takes him out again. to White Sands. White Sands. And like handcuffs him into this ba- into this like it's a latrine at the decommissioned army base at exa- White Sands. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, he, and that's, he's set that's up where a they met the. Uh, that's where the they met the arms dealers. dealers before, yes, right. Correct. And then, and this is the scene where he's gonna ha- have Mickey Rourke come over, and I don't think he, and so he and so he's playing both of them against each other, and he's right. like, I'm gonna have, I can't remember exactly the, the things, but Sam Jackson is handcuffed. He leaves Mickey a, Rourke's coming. Yeah, he, he leaves Mickey a Rourke gun wants in the there. Money. He leaves a gun in there with Sam Jackson where he could maybe get it if he can get yeah. if he can get like out of these handcuffs a certain way or whatever, yes. you know. And he's got the briefcase set up right in so so Mickey Rourke can see it, but see he also can't outside. see Sam Jackson. He's like, in it's there. there. Just he's like basically just going to let them kill each other or whoever wins, whatever. It's pretty fun because yeah. like Mickey Rook's like, all right, sure, whatever, pal. I'm pretty smug. I feel like I, I've, I'm pretty sure I'm the smartest guy here. And then he's like walking into the bathroom, and all me and all he has to do for Mickey for uh, Willem Dafoe's plan to work is walk into that bathroom. And he, but he does it in a delightfully slow way, yeah. where he keeps on looking back and going like, should I go in? I'm going to go in. And he's like, oh, thank God. Terrible mistake. Should Sam, never have done that. Sam Jackson is meanwhile, he's handcuffed to this pipe. But he's behind but he's a stall. he's also behind the stall door, and he's just got the gun over the edge and just starts, sh- opens fire on him. Yeah. That's the end of the mixture. Kills, kills Mickey kills Rourke. Kills Lennox. Uh, and then, um, and then. Uh, well, Willem Dafoe, well, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe like, he says to Mickey Rourke before he leaves, he's like, I'm going to go while you're in there. Yeah. And he's but like, he I know. And then so Mickey Rourke gets killed and and Willem Dafoe just takes off. He leaves and picks Lane up on the way out. Well, no, but he, and he, he sabotages. He sabotages. Sam and he sabotages. Car. He sabotages Mickey Rourke's car. Mickey Rourke's That's right. Car. Well, the only Sam other Jackson, car the only other there. car. Yeah. Sam Jackson has no way out, and we're in the middle of the desert, yeah. of course. And then Lane has been dropped off, and he picks her up, and he's like, "I'm going to take you home." Yeah. I guess. And then then there's a yeah, and then there's a great shot of. Uh, Sam Jackson finally getting out of there, yeah. and then he like run through running through the desert. Meanwhile, kind of legend, kind of legendary. Yeah, stuff. it's a really cool shot. And, and then, then he's like running along the top like, of like, the authorities get to the military yeah. base and find find that uh, 
Lennox is dead and the money is gone. And they're like, sir, there are footprints going out into the desert. Yep. So these, they chase him out there with helicopters. There's a great shot of him like running through the desert and like with the helicopters and the cars going yeah, over the yeah. dunes. This and sort shit. of shit reminds me of the movie Greed a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just this sort of desperate final stand in the desert. It's just like real pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got his briefcase and you see the helicopters alongside the dunes and he's like, nowhere to go. Yeah. And then at the very end when the helicopters are all surrounding him, he pops up in the briefcase. And no, he drops it and it just it opens. It breaks yeah. open and it's just filled with sand. He was yeah. just, oh, God. Yeah. Pathetic. It's good stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yes, they do a no. shot he does a big from above where he goes, no. Yeah, so yeah, Jackson just Wow. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. And then, then the final shot is, uh, is uh, it's Ray Will, just driving home. Willem Dafoe driving home in his stupid car with his dumb hat on yep. and some shitty country song, I think, playing or something. There's I can't a, well, he, kind he, of, he also tells Lane, like, you know, I'm going to go back to my wife. She's well, like, yeah, would yeah, you yeah. have ever fallen in love with me? And yeah, he's like, yeah, that's sure. Right. I mean, if I wasn't married or whatever. He says that's something, right. that's before he says something nice to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what, so what happened to the money? She's got the money. She's got the money, right? I assume because he's a good guy. He's like, I'm not. He's not gonna. Keep he lets her. He lets her have the money to uh, d- d- maybe give to the refugees. Sure, to like actually, or, or she's gonna just hook up with a different arms dealer, right. or whatever. Who fucking knows? Yeah, it's a little. She's like, she's like also because at the like end of the movie, <laughs> he pulls out a garbage bag and he's like, "Well, I guess you get to keep the money." He literally right, says something right, like that. That's right. So it's a little. Uh, it's different from the other two movies, what are all about just sort of like people, just like there's yeah. no. It's way, a little less no nihilistic. Yeah, it's also like those. The other he, two are he, like Willem Dafoe actually gets out. The yeah. other two are like these like these people falling into hopeless situations that you're going to watch become more hopeless. Hopeless from the start, too. Right, and this is like, uh, you know, there's a plot. There's points in this movie where you could see the Willem Dafoe character, like, losing mm-hmm. or falling apart, but he no, doesn't. he retains he his moral compass. He ultimately wins, retains his moral compass, and is driving home through the desert having just a, a Going good old- Going back to his family. Just a good old time. D- Going back to see his Doesn't really wife. cheat on his wife. No. no. So that's good. Good Not- for him. I mean, he doesn't, you know, have sex with Ellie. They do make out in the shower, and she is like, you know, all naked with him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, that's technically not cheating. It's fun though. He's on the job. It's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Uh, here's here's the line. This is where Mickey Rourke is uh, is finally kind of like un- unveiling what his whole deal is and what it is in, in the global context and stuff. He's like, "How are we gonna keep the military industrial complex chugging forward without clear cut fucking?" Pit-faced scum, sucking evil, breathing down our neck. Mm. <laughs> it's all. It's a good like, point. The, this this the, a theme that comes up in in movies all the time, even to this day, where like the, the shadowy government figure is trying to uh, make sure that there's an enemy out there for us to fear. They, right, I love right. that. Which you know is true, totally untrue. Never happened in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Movies, movies mission love movies love guys. that though. The, yeah, the mission was accomplished. There's no bad guys. This is well, Will, this is Willem Dafoe getting getting a little swaggery where he goes, where he's trying to get Lane to give him the money that they need to give to John P. Ryan and Fred Thompson. He's like, well, four plays over, Lane. Time to fuck, which is fun because Will, Willem Dafoe is in the uh, movie Autofocus where he has a watch. That has a picture that, that if you click it, yeah. there's people fucking on the watch, and he goes, "Do you know what time it is?" Time to fuck. <laughs> it's also like that scene in Speed Two where he like pretends to be the captain and it starts raining and he goes, "Nice tropical shower." Just one of my favorite things in any movie ever. Or the time on Spider Man, in Spider Man, where they're on the roof and he's like, "Spider Man, time to fuck," and he fucks, he face fucks him. Fuck Spider Man. Remember in Spider Man Three? And his, and his dick has a, his dick also has a. a it has a, a big green a, goblin, a, a goblin hand mask. grenade on he's it. He's got a green goblin mask on the head, and and Tobey Maguire's like, no. Do you remember in Spider-Man no. 3 when the butler is like, remember James Franco, your father always liked to tell when it was time to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that was my father? I thought it was Spider-Man. 
avenge my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty butler. This is a this is fun. Just just sort of Stupid fun. Stupid butler scene. What's up with that? Yeah, I funny. like that movie too. But that butler scene is weird. But I will say that I mean that's poor poor writing and all that shit. But that butler, that guy who plays the butler is very good. At yeah, yeah. He does good. what he can. He's like, I knew your father. Oh yes, I loved him. I know you just see me the for the first time. But uh, I don't like that movie or that butler scene. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. Spider Man Three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's good. People keep trying to uh, re- you know, I sell think, that movie. I see, it's, it's like it's like one of those people something. are trying to go like it's it's actually good, which I don't. Think I enjoy good. a lot of it. You're one of those. You're one of them. I mean, I, I've come around. You're one of them. You've been suckered. It's better than any of the two James, or Andrew Garfield Spidermans. Well, yeah. Spidermans. Oh, God. That's Just the, saying. The second one is possibly the worst movie ever made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that like that second Andrew Garfield one is like Batman Forever terrible. Yeah. It really it's uh I would way I think I'd rather watch Batman Forever. I mean, Aren't you it, glad though they're bringing back Jamie Foxx for the new Tom Holland one? Fuck. It's one. Of, it's quite possibly the worst performance in the history of mainstream film. It's up there. Unbelievable. Uh, well, this is this is like just some fun stylized stuff where he's where he's talking to Lane again. He's like, "You're not the kind of woman I'd expect to see at a rodeo." She goes, "I'm not the kind of woman you'd expect." Like, ooh, uh, what is right, that? That's okay. fun. I- expect where? Hey, wait. Why didn't you finish your sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm C fucking A, C fucking A, that's great. That's it, that's good enough. Uh, ratings. Yeah. I'm going to give this three Juds. I might have gone three and a half, but eh, no. It's a three Jud movie. It's sturdy. Yeah. It kind of does what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. I, I I wish everybody weren't so dumb. Mostly not because not because I think it hurts the movie that they're dumb, but because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Like most of what happens doesn't really make sense. Uh, But that's fine. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's no no way out, but it's very good. Right. Oh God, definitely no no way out. And it's always nice to see more tyranny. I know what's happening in No Way Out the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. got a sa- and it's got a sa- you know, well, No Way Out's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it like one and a half Douglases for the uh, shower scene and the uh the fake fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And it I'm never gonna, actually gets sleazy or dirty, but yeah, there's yeah. there's some nudity. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten hats somebody out of piss on. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. MMM Walsh, come on. That's great stuff. I'm going to give it three and a half, just boost it up a little bit. Uh, you know, there's nothing special about this movie, but it does, like, it keeps it, it's pretty well paced, kept me engaged to the end. There's a that lot of That cast people, does a lot of work. I like the cast. I mean, a lot of MMM Walsh. I mean, he's gone after the first third, but he's in it a lot in that in the, the first yeah. part of it, and he's fucking great. I don't know. I don't know, always know exactly what's going on, but I, I just like how it keeps throwing stuff at you. It keeps plates spinning, and you're like, now there's the CIA, and now there's like Contras and shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, just a really kind of quintessential example of the stuff that we talk about. Yeah. Uh, I'll also give it one and a half uh, Douglases. There is a funny thing. <laughs> I don't. It's amusing to me. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's. Maybe I shouldn't even be thinking about this sort of thing. Well, but too it's, late. It's funny. It's funny to me, and I and I pointed it out in another movie too. I can't remember which, where like the body double that they found oh, for yeah. Mar- oh yeah, Master Antonio is very busty, yeah. and you're just sort of like you couldn't find someone that kind of had a similar it was body the, uh, type. It was a Jennifer weird. Aid. The Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer Aid, body exactly. double, where you're like you're like guys. <laughs> what if the body? <laughs> what if the body double had huge gazungas? Huh? Whose body double wasn't in Jennifer Eight? Uh, Uma, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman uh, does have really big cans, but uh, no, it, they're very big. It, no, we talked about that in the Jennifer Eight one. We discussed it that it's not, it's not, uh, it's not. not I, think it, I think it is definitely one too. not Uma. It's not like Uma Thurman. 
look, I, let's not get into d- d- describing necessarily breast size of actresses. That's Uma Thurman, that's, Uma, that's, Uma, Uma yeah. Thurman also is a is like a slender woman, and the woman they got for Jennifer Eight is oh, like okay. a like a busty, a bigger woman than her, and it's it's, <laughs> it's like it's like clear. It's clearly not Uma Thurman. Okay. Yes. At and, all. And in, in this case, it's in this case, even it's, even more clear. I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah. yes, I. I hate to have to like point out breast size on women. It is, but it is like I noticed it, and it was like, what? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, come on. Like someone made a choice, like a weird choice. Because here's the in thing: there. in both of those cases, in Jennifer Eight and this movie, they could just not have the nudity. Absolutely, in the movie right? You don't at need all. it. Like you don't need it. Except somebody some thought that they needed producer it. Producer was like, "We need some tits in this." Scene. And if we're gonna do it, they might as well be huge. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like it's that kind of thing where like if it just showed her from the back and she had taken off her clothes, you'd be like, "We re- we realize that she is also now naked yeah. in the shower with him." But they have to do like a, a pan down their bodies where you see some <laughs> boobs next to him and it's like. See, see, she's uh-huh. naked, uh-huh. right? We gave right. you a little something. Now we gave s- you a little this something. This is how man. we sell tickets. Fucking <laughs> 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 uh-huh. some of the like gangsters from the Deuce are like uh-huh. on set somehow or something. Like, <laughs> how come there's no boobs in this movie? We're pulling out. We're pulling our money out. If you don't fucking put some, some tits in this scene, speaking of pulling out. Get some big garbanzos so in there. We're gonna kill y'all. Anyway, yeah, it's I, I noticed that too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. Anyways, uh, I, I'm also gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, dead rodeo clowns <laughs> <laughs> died immediately after dragging himself out of the ring. Uh, I'm gonna give it three juds. I think it's straight down the middle. It's like it like wavers between three and a half and three in this one. For it's kind of like like I said, I've seen this movie maybe three times for some reason. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I and I watched it again the other day. I'm like, what happens in this movie? I'll forget in a couple of weeks again what yeah. happened in, in White Sands. I could see watching this again though. We have it at the office. It's a it's a. Did you watch it on tape? Yeah, it's an entertaining, it's a nice scope shot movie. movie. I, I watched. Yeah, I would on, actually like to watch it because I think it looks. I would assume yeah. it is. Yeah, it looks. Good. Although if you watch it on Prime. Uh, they've cut out a bunch of profanity. It's like when he says, I'm CI fucking A, it's like, I'm CI A. Weird. It's weird, In- yeah. Inexplicable. Well, Very I watched, weird. Well, I watched the DVD, yeah. and it looks great. That that shot, especially the White Sands shot yeah, at, at the end with the helicopters that's, flying over That's him. real that's cool. Like really, that's like iconic show. Yeah. You go, wow, mm-hmm. that's that's gorgeous. This is gorgeous stuff. Uh, so you know, but three three juds. It's it's good. It does. It comes in and does what it's supposed to, and then does leaves. what it says on the box. But it's also just like I've always found it kind of lame that like at the end he's like, and I'm driving home, and I'm the good guy. I'm like, <laughs> everything's what the fuck? fine. Yeah. I had a, I had a little adventure. I'm, I'm a little bit like that's one of the things that makes the movie of, unique, and also is kind of like not that cool. Yeah, it's like it's like okay, that's different, and also but also kind of lame. Like because you want we watch these movies. So I want at the a end, little you, bit of nihilism in my right. my noir. You, you watch know? the end, you watch these movies so that at the end you're like that hero really went through the ringer and yeah. now he's kind of fucked up from it from it and then this one he's like i'm the same as i was at the beginning he uh, didn't really go through the ringer he just no. had nope. some he just had some good some good adventures he had a fun he had a kick and there's nice even time. that part where the fbi guys are like mrs willem dafoe and you're like yeah. oh no she's gonna not really no yep she just had that once <laughs> and andy and he also like it's not they don't quite do a thing where like he becomes really good friends with Mickey Rourke, or so. It's so like at the right. end, at the end, when the choice is like to have these guys kill each other, it's no choice at all. It's just like, yeah, I'll have them kill each other, so the movie will end. And, and he's, he's not he's, even he's not even a little bit jaded at the end. No. He's just like, no, it's fine. He's the white hat. Yeah, yeah, white so, hat, start to finish. Uh, and uh, I guess like one one Douglas. I don't know that shower scene with the body double. It's it's very it. short. It's very brief. Um, there's not not much sleaze in it. Too much. Uh, and fuck, what I don't even remember what what even happens in this movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it. 
one rocket launcher tank. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there we go. It's a real highlight. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how this works. Check this out. You want to uh, see this? You seen see this? You heard of this? See how this rocket right. launcher goes? Speaking, on, of, speaking of, uh, speaking of, have you seen this? Speaking of rocket launcher tanks, I don't know. Oh, no, man. Not at all. Speaking of this, well, I've been wanting to cover speaking this of movie. Rocket, speaking of rocket launcher careers, <laughs> we've been, yeah, we, we've been wanting to I've cover been this, since to do this day movie one. since day one. I'm really glad we're finally doing it. I used to be a big, big fan oh, of this movie, no. and I am no longer a huge fan of this movie. It's called U-Turn by Oliver Stone, 1997. Yes, it's a good day. All he wanted was to get from here to there. When he discovered you can't get there. Oh no, not from here. Hey! Just take a look at the radiator hose. I think it's bust. What's your radiator hose? It's busted. In the town of Superior, Arizona. Dog looks sick. That's because he's dead. Huh? Things ain't always what they seem. They have a special name. Toby and Tucker call me TNT. For strangers. You ain't planning on staying around here, are you? In here, I made y'all hot and sweaty. Who are just passing through. Who the hell are you? I'm her husband. It's roadkill. Hey, bud. What happened to my car? I don't know, but it's the reason that I'm living here and you're just passing through. I saw this twice in the theater. I really liked it at the time. Well, I thought it was really funny and clever and like, you know, mean spirited and I was just into it. I, you know, I hated this movie so much. I was like 17 or 18. Yeah, yeah, literally hated it. I saw saw it it in the theater, hated it. Saw it again last week. Uh, I went up from hated to don't hate. Right. That's my. That's, 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 that's right. Where, yeah. That's don't. Where, I don't but, hate this. But that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean like. We that means, well, I might be. I might I'm, be meeting you in the middle because I hated this movie and, and I say I have to say I kind of liked it this wow. time. Wow. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I did not like it, but it's really annoying. It's a movie that's very hard. It's like it's like one of those movies that makes it hard. It. It's like it wants you to not enjoy watching it. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like Oliver it's Stone in in like that that mode. Like he it's was, intentionally abrasive in a way that is completely pointless and unproductive. I, fe- if, like, I feel it's just like, like it's trying not to like be Natural abrasive. Born Killers, which is also trying to be abrasive. But but, nat- but in Natural Born Killers, it works. It's, it's part it's part of the whole milieu that it's trying to create. Is like yeah. let's do this. And in this one, if they put this, they basically put a noir thriller in a blender, and then it's like all the all the Oliver Stone ticks that are in those other movies. Like of that period, like Nixon to all the way back to like kind of he started in JFK, but Natural Born Killers are in this, and it's the stuff that sucks the most. If this movie was played straight, I would probably like it more, but it keeps cutting all, to fucking also close-ups of if Indian it was played straight, it would be twenty minutes shorter. That's yeah, true. Too. This movie is two hours and seven minutes long. Far, you feel far too every long. fucking oh minute God. of it for the kind of movie that it is, and also the way that it's made. I mean, it's it's a movie that wears on you, and I mean, then it's over two hours. It's long. also like they shot it on this reversal stock, so it has this like really grainy look, which yeah. would be cool if the movie like fucking settled down enough to like yeah. make itself be cool, be like. I don't. I don't know. It just it, the John I, it's, the it's John Dahl version of this movie. I would like. It, well, I do like it. It's called Red, Red Rock, Rock West. West. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so far from that. Sure, like Oliver Stone just well, wanted it, to because he slathered it in this like it's not just the style. It's 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 so smug. Like it yeah. thinks it's being funny and it's pointing out every flaw that these characters have and it's like drawing your attention to this in an almost sort of like impish like satirical way. But it ends up just being smug and pointless. Well, which might be funny if the movie wasn't 
pointing it out to you. Right, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, if the movie wasn't going like, huh, right, incest, right? And then has, like, a whole bunch of Ugh. scenes where uh, Nick Nolte with his giant teeth is going like, I'm fucking my daughter, essentially. Yeah. Then you'd be like, yeah, okay, wow, the, the black comedy here is really working, but the movie's constantly looking at you and going like, like isn't this- What do you think about this black what, comedy here? How about this Joaquin Phoenix character? Isn't he a fucking moron? And you're like, yeah, okay, what? Fine. Jeez, stop yelling at me. What about this Billy Bob Thornton yeah. character who's just covered in oil? It's just very strident. For no yeah. reason. It's annoying. It feels like Oliver Stone was so angry at everybody for not liking... It's like, I want to make not, sure you get not, it. For not going to see Nixon, that he like was like, fuck you, I'm going to make this This was the follow-up to Nixon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. He wanted to do something that was kind of like... Uh, Faster. I did read the section on uh, on this in the Matt Zoller site's Oliver Stone book, and I don't remember all. A lot of it's like Oliver Stone talking about a movie that like he see that he sees in this that no, nobody but he didn't else, make that nobody else does. Where you're like, well, uh, well, that doesn't. You're, oh, the movie you're describing here actually sounds kind of fun to watch, but the one that you made sucks. But uh, there were a few things in there. One, he talks about like the Red Rock West comparisons, and he and he dismisses Red Rock West. And he's kind of like, I didn't even I which I haven't even seen all of, which is like man. Or may not be true, but you should have watched it. But it's also the kind of thing where you go like he's very dismissive of this other, other movie, and you're kind of like, well, I mean, you could, you could watch it if you did watch it, you'd realize this is the good, this is like the good, yeah. a good version of what you're trying to do here. He's an arrogant narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Bill Paxton was supposed to be the Sean Penn character pulled out shortly before uh, production began. They were in rehearsals, and I was talking to Matt about this last night, and it was like that would be a much I think it would be a better movie with someone like Bill Paxton, mm -hmm. a guy who like maybe you would feel is a guy who's in over his head that you kind of sometimes like. It as works. Opposed to, it works as a sh with if, with like a schmuck who's in over his exactly. head, as opposed to Sean Penn who's like, "I'm a fucking piece of shit." Right, right from the start, you're like, "Well, I hate this guy, and I yeah. don't care what happens." Like to nothing him. has happened in the movie. His car hasn't even broken down yet. He's just driving, and you're like, "I fucking hate this guy." <laughs> I have to tell, yes, I have to tell you. I wonder if that might not be what I kind of enjoyed about it this time in that in the fact that there at no point. Does this movie give a flying fuck about whether you? No, it just like, abuses him. Yeah, you hate this guy. Everybody hates this guy, and here and he's basically in hell. Yeah. So here, here he is suffering I, for I the just, whole movie, I, and fuck him. He yeah. hasn't come. I mean, so it's, it's really low I'm stakes. Not, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I, don't I just think he sucks. And John Penn is. I think he's bad in the role. He certainly. Yeah, Bill Paxton would bring some sort of. Affability to it, yeah. one way or another. And even I, even the way the character's written is loathsome. I mean, he's yeah, alienated, yeah. alienated and everybody. It's not like one met. of those things where it's like, well, I need a character to like. Exactly, exactly. it's not that. No, no, but I don't, he, he's, I don't he think is that, real shit. He's yeah. pure shit. In this but I feel movie. like there's so little. To, it's like one of those. There's so little to grab onto, and so even even like just like yeah, I want to watch a character like this get shit on the whole time. But I just feel the movie's so annoying, and what's happening to him is just irritating to me. Yeah. that I'm just like, well, why do I care? Like, why do why do I give a shit? What happens not so much why do i care i i want this guy to win or do i care but i'm just like why do i care what's happening at all I yeah never, i don't care what was I, happening to anyone i never do you're just like uh and when you mentioned bill paxton i didn't like this other movie too much either but it, i thought of him in the vagrant and was just oh, like man. you know maybe maybe if he'd if he played it sort of similar to that i might have something else to hang on to right here. where it's the like this vagrant. guy who you kind of uh, maybe don't like yeah but who's also like what's going on here how did i get in this fucking situation as opposed to sean penn where you're like fuck fuck, fuck you, you. It is a similar kind of character where there's a lot of stuff in the writing that makes you hate the character, where the char character's all constantly being like, all these stupid idiots around me, everyone's yeah. an asshole, and Sean Penn like, shows up in this town and is like, look at all these dumb fucking hicks in this dirt water. Yeah. I'm, I'm passing through, and you idiots have to stay, and you're like, yeah, okay, I do it. I don't like the guy. Good. 
Well, Congratulations. Also, but there's also parts where it's just like, just as a human being, you're watching it going like, why Why were you just nice to the mechanic? Yeah. I mean, but could, also, could you just have been nice to him? Up, here's fix up the my thing. car, you. But you, fix my car. Here's the thing. You sack of shit. And if it was, if it was like him coming in there and he's, he's big city shitty to all these small town folks and it's kind of like the the whole cosmic revenge on him by him doing that okay right but that's not this movie this no, it's movie not. is this movie is he comes into a shitty town that's full of a bunch of cartoonish shitty people <laughs> yeah. like when he's mean to the mechanic it's because that guy's a fucking moron who sucks Billy right. Bob like Born. it's it's not yeah. it's not like he's mean to this mechanic and like oh well, you shouldn't have done that it's like he's mean to this guy who right away is a fucking piece of shit right. and then he, every music. character every character he meets in the movie even up to and including the 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 victim sort of the Jennifer Lopez character is an asshole who sucks. The Joaqu- exactly. yeah, the walking Phoenix, Everybody. Uh, Claire Danes people. That's, a, that, that's where it's like pushing it. That's such the a, movie's two hours and seven minutes long, and you need to introduce superfluous, obnoxious characters. Right. To this Jesus thing. Christ. <laughs> well, that although Are you fucking kidding. You could excise the walking Phoenix shit. The John Voight. Indian guy. Oh God! Well, no. <laughs> although, all go. although the jo- the punchline to that when <laughs> oh, the dog is alive is, is really I like. Well, I yeah. like that when the dog was alive, just because that makes me happy. But it was just funny because the whole can, time he's and like, he can see. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny too because his eyes were burned off. <laughs> but just that whole but he can see I that guess. whole thing where he's like, oh, here's the here's me tell, telling you the uh, the subtext. I'm going to say the subtext out loud for uh, for four or five minutes. Motherfucking like, cocksucker. He got nominated. John John Voight got nominated for a Razzie for that. Okay. Good. Wow. And the idea that Oliver Stone, win. the idea that Oliver Stone thinks that any of this has subtext of like the na- the, the destruction of Native American land is uh, a bit absurd. The idea that yeah. that there's any that there would be any subtext to any of this at all is well, pretty I mean, absurd. Well, I mean, the, it just seems like a kind of exercise. It's based on a book by the by John Ridley. John Ridley, and I imagine in the book it's like, yeah, okay, there's the because the, because the, the Nick Nolte character has like you know there is like the rape of the. Uh, the, book, literal, the book literal is more rape of a Thompson-esque have noir. Read I've read it. Okay. I read it years ago, but it's very thin. You know, it's like you know, two hundred pages, sure. and it's just a quick little dirty nod. But it noir. feels like the subtext is there with the literal rape of the Native right. Americans by the white man. That's and true. Oliver Stone makes it into this stupid, such a fucking mess that it doesn't you, like. It's hard. You hardly comes through. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. You're like, I'll, oh, I'll, okay. Or it comes through so much that you're like, yeah, yeah. I know. Fucking get to the end already. Is this Oliver Stone's horniest movie? I guess mm. no. It's very horny. Nobody has wargasms in it. I think the doors it. is hornier. What about wargasms oh, from Savages? I mean, I would I've say never seen Savages. I would say mm. the doors. I would say Natural Born Killers has hornier parts. This is this oh, movie's this movie's know. horny, but I don't want to see any of these people being horny. I don't know if that makes sense. JFK <laughs> JFK has all that fucking in it. Nixon <laughs> 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 Joe Pesci painted gold. Nixon is just blowjob after blowjob after blowjob. I mean, I think this is his horniest movie, but it's like in such a it's President like can't have it's so obnoxious. It also has like that scene where he's like fucking her and then she's like no no don't finish or whatever and he goes behind the tree and like jerks off he's like oh god I gotta jerk off Ugh. yeah I remember and he goes, he goes ah, ah I'm jerking off behind a tree and you and hear like, like a and you're sound just, you're just like yeah. oh, nasty man I remember watching it in the theater and like that scene in particular being just like Jesus Christ yeah and, and all, I remember have you not seen it since then no of course so not then, okay. I hated it in the theater like yeah. hated yeah um, and you were a big Oliver Stone fan like, like I was like still even, am like we were like we were coming off of Nixon and yeah. I even, even seeing the even seeing the trailers for U Turn, I was kind of like, Oliver Stone's just doing like a fucking crime thing. And I I was such a huge fan of Natural Born Killers that yeah. at the time I was like, man, I can't wait to see that. That is gonna be fucking 
that's going to be the best movie of the year. Yeah, kind uh, of incredible. Nixon, my favorite Oliver Stone movie, and followed it up with probably my least favorite, at least at the time. Nixon was such a huge bomb too that it kind of broke him. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but I think. All I right, think, well, fuck you. I think that. Critics were hard on it too, but like a lot of them, like I mean, I know Ebert was like mm-hmm. one of the best movies of the year. And well, just got, like just like Michael Bay, for... Oliver Stone retaliated for his most disappointing movie <laughs> with uh, with his most horrible. I'll show you fuckers for not liking my movie. <laughs> He's like, this I was gonna, I shit. thought you were gonna think of Pearl Harbor as the next Titanic. Instead, it bombed. Fine, take Bad Boys too, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Here's Will Smith threatening to rape a man. <laughs> That's Jesus fair. Christ. Here's Will Smith pointing a gun at a teenager's head. Yeah, exactly. For cool. the audacity to go on a date with, with his Lord's friend's daughter. daughter. We, I can't believe we still haven't done that on a Patreon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I've been over it too many times in my life. That's true. I think, uh, yeah. I've got nothing else to say about Bad Boys 2. <laughs> You're closing the books on yeah. Bad Boys 2. Ambulance wow. looks great. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, it does. Maybe we'll do that. Well, it doesn't come out till February. It's a new movie. I can't wait that long. <laughs> we have to do it first. <laughs> We'll talk about the trailer for an hour. You have to yeah. watch Six Underground again. Ooh, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Michael Bay, you know, Michael Bay is always close to my mind when we talk about Oliver Stone, even though stylistically they're, and, you know, ethically they're, or whatever the term is, like as far as their project is concerned, they're wildly different. Well, I they're like, both these crazy these crazy tyrants. And also we're complaining. crazy movies. It's true. We're complaining about Oliver Stone being too much with his, you know, too much with the text, bec- subtext becoming text, and Michael Bay movies don't have text or subtext. Right. So you're like, I mean, they, they barely have text. I mean, I don't think Oliver Stone is necessarily a subtle filmmaker. I don't think we should be dinging him for that. Not but right. it's just like the whatever he's got in here is not very interesting, and he keeps hammering on it, and the movie exactly. around it is crappy. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, when it started up, they're doing like the movie starts and John Penn's driving into town, and they're doing this crazy like radio animated montage and yeah, stuff. There's plan. It's kind of like Natural Born Killers. Now we're just yeah. <laughs> different songs. Yeah. There's yep. this Peggy Lee song that starts and ends with. Yep. And uh, but then the credits are in this like crazy like, it's like scratch animation scratch animation thing, and you're just like Jesus H Christ. Yeah. Uh, all right, like just the credits are like irritating. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting under my skin. But like he's doing the natural born killer stuff. It's got that grainy stock footage. I don't think it's got the propulsive cast. energy at all. I think it's no. very halting and and stuttery and and just kind of like perfunctory. Whereas in Natural Born Killers, it is so purposeful and it's so evocative. It moves. Oh, the it's, whole time. it's not, not, nothing even close to Natural Born Killers. But I was just sort of like, yeah, da, ha, ha, I'll be goddamn. Nobody makes movies like this. That's the crazy that is true. Yeah. movie. It's true. Yeah. I mean, he he has like a this movie also a, mo- a movie that you guys might like more than me. That it reminds me of that. Uh, Every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I can't get on board. Is uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Oh, I do like that movie. Uh, like this movie That's has a, this movie has a similar energy to me where I'm for me where I'm like, I see what you're doing. You're doing all this shit, and I that don't. A very good I comparison. Don't, I don't like I've it. A, it's I've annoying. had a real it's roller coaster activity. relationship with that movie where sometimes I like it a lot and other times yeah. not so much. But I will say that it's one of the few Terry Gilliam movies that I find tolerable. Two. Yeah. I, I got two. That What's I got. the other one? Uh, Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. 12 I don't know. I just it's, it's it's a movie. It has a similar style to this, where it's like doing all kinds of stuff, and it, it's like it's like fits and starts, and you're kind of like, why am I? At a certain point, I'm like, why am I still watching this? Yeah. I don't care how it ends. Yeah. I, but I guess I have to watch the whole thing. So whatever. I, I, both also, of those movies are both this and that are are made by filmmakers who are very very intent on making sure that you know that they are smarter than you and everyone uh, else. Yeah. 
That's the Oliver Stone staple right there. Yeah. And also he got he Here's the thing, I'm gonna teach you yeah. something. And also like this movie has a, a bad Ennio Morricone score. It it is you not know, very good. There are parts of it that it's it covers the it, it gamut. Might, it because might be the, that it's just it doesn't fit a lot of the scenes it's in and, and I think oh. it's Oliver Stone in the interview in the Matt Zoller sites was like, Yes, I was telling him to like make it goofier or make it this more because he was like, I really so want to. It's Oliver this Stone's to, fault. It's Oliver Stone's Great. fault for putting that for having him for putting that point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the kind of main, the, but the kind of main theme with like the kind of ladies' voice. Yeah, that's singing, nice. I, f- I, f- I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's fine. It's so just, it's co- it's like something yeah. that I love and something that I truly hate. Yeah. Like when it's Morricone tra- when was it's doing all kinds. Who's innovating at this time? I mean, this is around the same time he did that. Uh, I think the glorious Mission to Mars score. I just think that's, that's terrific. A great score. But that's a, but that's a classic. That's a yes, classic I agree. Morricone score. Amazing. A, but there's an amazing thing because Oliver Stone often does the same thing that Spike Lee does, where he'll just so, show a bunch of kind of like B-reel footage from his movie in the closing credits, which yeah, I really yeah. love. I like that. that and they, editing and, montage. And like during that, they're playing that Ennio Morricone theme, yeah. uh, Morricone theme over like this gorgeous footage of like the Arizona mountains and yeah. stuff. And I was just like, man, this fucking rules. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, you got Robert Richardson shooting your movie. You're gonna you yeah. get some Morricone score. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be a, like a complete wash, but it's also disappointing because yeah. Oliver Stone because ha- we've seen Oliver St- if this was his first movie you might be like wow well you know again I missed it the first time but wow look at you swinging out there And but this is this is not this do movie, we, do this we even want to discuss the plot we haven't even begun to touch it uh, Sean yeah. Penn Pen goes and gets his car breaks down in this stupid town he's, he's on, on his way to Vegas to pay off a debt to a mob to a Russian mob guy who's already cut off two of his fingers right yeah. he's got the he cast on the whole time instructor. he used to be a tennis instructor among other things I love those things. shots of him because he talks about California where he was a tennis instructor and he's smiling like yeah. a little baby, yeah. whatever he's look, looking right at the camera, being like hee hee, because yeah. it's like when the, the when life wasn't like totally totally shitty. For anyway, so then he but then he his car breaks, his car breaks down, right. and he ends up in this crummy town, Superior, Superior, Arizona. Arizona. And uh, immediately is confronted with uh, Daryl or no Harlan, who runs Daryl's old yeah. mechanic shop, right. And and he needs him it's to Billy Bob Thornton in a it's Fat Billy Bob kind of fun I, I think he's great. wearing some goofy makeup he's funny in it when it's hot out I don't even like to get out of bed of course when it's cold I don't get out of bed either yeah <laughs> he's real he's just disgusting and Sean Penn is like can you fix my car just fix it just fix my just fucking fix car. it fix my car pay me more to make it stop you stupid fucking hit. You stupid piece of shit hick. Why does everybody treat me like shit in this oh, town? Oh, well, you call me a stupid fucking piece of shit hick, but uh, that is exactly what I am. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'm actually, I play Twister by myself. And he goes into <laughs> then he goes into town to wait for his car to get fixed, and he meets Jennifer Lopez. I just before before like I just a quintessential example of the way Oliver Stone is shooting this movie uh, is like they're just hanging out because he because it's. Um, almost like dreamlike imagery which makes more sense in Natural Born Killers which is like a dream but this is a straightforward movie yeah. it's weird but anyways he's like talking to Billy Bob Thornton and then it'll just cut to like a close up of Billy Bob of like sweat oozing out of Billy Bob Thornton's yeah. like hat and just like there you go he's gross it's yeah. literally doing the same stuff Fucking that weird. they did in Natural Born Killers but it just is like in this for context no in the co- in, for no co- there's no context it's full blown it. Natural Born Killers style filmmaking he did uh, stuff some of that stuff in Nixon some oh, of yeah, that yeah. I mean in it's JFK, Really impressionistic, but here yes. you're getting an impression of something that is obvious. It's yeah, like it, it's weird. It's not you're not adding context or sort of like shaping the emotional the direction of the scene. You're just just hammering on the same just point. Right, like this guy's it. gross. He it. is gross. Look at how gross he is. <laughs> oh, Look at that sweat come out. Nasty. You're in the desert. Here's a close up of some roadkill. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but it's not really in. There's no. There's no subtext to the roadkill. Like, and, but the performances are pitched in a natural born killers way too. Where absolutely. natural born killers is like a three way overacting competition. Right. Uh, and this one, like Nick 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 Nolte, Powers Booth, right. uh, Billy Bob Thornton are all going like full eleven full style on, performance. Yeah. Well, you guys full on Tommy Lee Sean, Jones and natural born even killers. Even Sean Penn, like when he's yeah. flipping out. And he, towards the end, it is mm-hmm. nuts. I don't know. It's maybe. All right, it's, so the, I don't know. So what's so the plot? Let's get through the plot there. Yeah, you yeah, meet yeah. Jennifer Lopez, who's like I'm come, obviously up to no good. She's she's and she's she's sexy, and he's like she's this all sexy. happens in one day. She's too. like yeah. he's like I'm gonna go with. She, he goes with her to her house yeah. to hang her drapes. He's like, hey, gorgeous. He's like the kind of guy who's like walking down the street. He's yeah. fucked. He's in a fucked up situation. He's missing two fingers. They're still bleeding yeah. from having him cut off. And he's like, hey, sexy lady. When she invites him back to the house, he's like, still got it. Yeah, still so lucky. He, go, he goes in there as as it's getting a little a little uh, sultry. Then her husband Nick Nolte comes in. And is like, who the fuck ah, is this guy? Ah, get out of here! Fucking dark in here. I'll ah. drive. I'll drive you back to town. He's like, hey, how how do you like my wife? She's hot, huh? Want to kill her? And he's like, fuck that whore. No, I'm just waiting for my car to get fixed. Uh, bye. I'll walk from here. He walks back into town. Goes to a grocery or goes to the grocery store. Yeah, to, Nick Nolte pops in, and when he's talking to yeah, him, he's talking to Jennifer Phillips. I got a mind to put you over my knee and paddle your ass raw. God damn it! God damn it! Saying shit like that. At some point, he he keeps going in and out of the same places, so I can't even keep track of like he goes to the cafe before his money gets shot at the at the. No, uh, one one more Nick before we, before we get to that when Nick Nolte like he punches he punches Sean Penn that's for talking to my fucking wife and right. then he pull, and then Sean Penn's like fuck you leaves he pulls he pulls over picks him up I'll right. give you a ride forget about it or whatever forget and then when he's trying to, when he's trying to ask him to kill his wife he goes I bet she had you hard as a rock wiggling her ass in your face I bet you just wanted to pull her pants down and hog her out oh Jesus that's Nick Nolte that's how he really the, is the whole way through. I mean I gotta say like uh, like it does again this movie I think this movie sucks it's annoying but like it's got a lot it's got it's a great cast su- it's, it's got a great cast and so it's got like some people in it doing stuff sometimes mm-hmm. where i'm like well okay this isn't nothing i think powers booth is particularly good in it but Nolte, nolte's really fun i don't if they're not fake teeth they he like really whitened he's like because he's got these giant fucking front yeah. teeth going he's constantly smiling like yeah like just to, like you, you see him, you're like, ew, this guy. He's so gross. Even before you know all the other the heinous shit this character does <laughs> later in the movie. He go, well, anyway, he goes. So Sean Penn goes back to town. This is where it's like hell because yeah, random hell. bad shit. He runs into like Claire Danes is a girl at the diner, and she's like, "Hey, that's, this is that's so, later. So fucking no, pointless. this is the this is the robbery. First he gets robbed, particularly like because I thought he went to the cafe, then gets robbed, then goes back to the cafe. I don't think the sequence matters. All that I'm just much. saying that's what I'm talking. But that's how this yeah. movie is annoying. Is that it's it's made in this way where it's like like not where what's what's even happening? Just when is it happening? Shit. Yeah. And there's pointless characters like TNT and Claire Danes' right, he character. He meets. He's in the diner, and Claire Danes is flirting with him. And then it, her boyfriend Joaquin Phoenix shows up and is like, "Are you making time with my girl?" Yeah. Tries to fight him and right. all this I'll shit. For her before, honor. before that, the uh, the uh, head nurse from ER robs a. Uh, isn't it? It's yeah. It's Kubiak. It's not yeah. the head nurse. It's the receptionist. Kubiak, it's it's Jerry. It's right. Jerry, Jerry from ER. Jerry from ER. And some he other robs, guy rob. He robs the grocery store and blows away. Uh, everyone gets killed and the money gets blown up. His money. The, yeah. the lady who works at the uh, grocery store blows the two guys away and they shoots them right through the money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so that Sean Penn's money, all Sean the money Penn's he was money. taking to Vegas, yeah, yeah to that, keep he, that he owed the, to the mob. He, he has early he had on the money. 
It's yeah. early on. He's really fucked. He starts fucked, and now he's super fucked. He tells her not to call the police. You think and you would like three hundred dollars? You think you just take the freeway to Vegas? You wouldn't take these like weird ass back roads. I yeah. guess he's trying to hide from from someone. Gangsters or something. I don't I know. So. There's other ways to Vegas. Yeah, there's, there's liter- you can literally drive the. There's like freeways that go. Well, that's what I'm there. saying. I don't know why. And you probably find a nice gas station where they'd fix your car and you know be okay. Anyway, it'd take uh, less time too. Yeah. Also, uh, this is I don't even know if this matters at all, but like this this town seems like a burg of like 115 people, but there's certain shots of the city where you're like, this looks like a town of about 20,000. <laughs> this is yeah. like a pretty Although, big pretty big town. If you're driving out on if you're driving at night out in like a middle of nowhere places like that, because I've driven through like Montana a lot, and you see, you'll see like the lights of like, and then you know there's like a tiny town up there, but you see like all those lights in the background. Yeah. It's cause it's just cause there's like. There's like a bunch of houses and stuff spread out for a long ways, but it's still it's a burg of there's like just nothing there though. Yeah, but there's it's like a burg of 120 people. Exactly. Yeah. It's just deceptively like, man, what is that a city up there? No. Nope. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's not. But yeah, so his money's gone, and now now he's just desperate scheming to find money to f- first first like get out you know like get out of hawk with the gangsters, and then by the end just get the fuck out of town. Just well, he's get trying out. he's trying to get money he's trying to get money just to get his car out, and then yeah. the, the price keeps going up because he keeps replacing stuff, and then he keeps being mean to Billy Bob Thornton, who keeps <laughs> adding fifty dollars on. So now yeah. it's, it's gone from it's gone from a hundred dollars to one hundred and fifty to two hundred. Yeah, you know he thinks about robbing the diner. Which is run by uh, Julie Haggerty Julie from Haggerty. Airplane, who this flirts with him a little bit. Possibly the best part in the whole movie, yeah. where Julie Haggerty winks at him, it's and she just keeps her long. eye down for a really long time. Really it's funny. real weird. Yeah. And <laughs> also, uh, Bo Hopkins is at the counter, right. like longtime Sam Peckinpah and Western stalwart Bo Hopkins is one of the guys at the diner. Walking tall too. Oh, yeah. also needs to be pointed out, just in case you were wondering if there's if you're supposed to be no, wait, in, any, in any way sympathetic. Bo Svensson. Bo, Svensson. Sorry, Bo Hopkins. Um, if you're wondering if you're supposed to be in any way sympathetic with Tom Penn's character, he kicks a cat. When he's yeah. in the diner. It's like get the fuck away from me, cat. Kicks well, also when he tries to rob the, when he tries to rob, like pull the money out of the till, the cat is what stops him. Yeah. The cat jumps on him. He's burned every bridge, and he also made this cat hate him. Yeah. He made an enemy out of a cat. Yeah, he, that's how much this guy fucking sucks. So then he's like, maybe I will kill that lady. Yeah. that'll be some money. And there then, is like one saving grace that this character has is that he does—he genuinely does not want to kill people, even though this yeah. movie is constantly like that's giving him no other option. And also, we somebody. forgot that Powers Booth, the sheriff, is also involved in uh, with—he's like involved with Jennifer Lopez as well. But we, we don't, don't know that. that. We, we don't, don't know that, that, that yet. Little... But it's pretty obvious. But he keeps—he keeps showing up. And he's yeah, the but only. That's also a the, thing where he keeps—he's kind of showing up and just being another thorn in this guy. Yeah. That's more—that's more of a staple of this kind of thing. Sure. Where it's like the show, oh, the the local laws, and he's like, there was a robbery, and there was like one guy that uh, yeah that they ran away, and they don't know what he looks like, but there's only 15 people in this town, so it has to be you. Yeah, and, he, and he's the only character that seems like he might have any kind of moral compass whatsoever. So you know that he's going to be gonna not, and he doesn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he because he has like a Vietnamese wife and stuff. Because mm-hmm. of course Oliver Stone has to throw the you know the some Vietnam stuff in Vietnam there. Vietnam stuff sure. in there. Oh, this guy's a veteran or whatever. You know, even if it's not even if it's not that's not pointed out, it's pretty unsubtle. Mm-hmm. Still unsubtle. The U-turn story. Yeah. That's the Oliver Stone story, really. Right. So then he so then he goes like uh, goes back to Nick Nolte and is like, all right, I'll kill your wife. And Nick Nolte's like, maybe I don't want to kill her. He's like, yeah, you do. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of scenes where people have long I, conversations going like, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, I'll give you 
$13,000 to kill my wife. He was like, fine. No, he's t- he says he'll, he'll give him 10 and he's yeah. like, no, I need 13 yeah. It's 13 or nothing because that's how much I need to get out of Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Sean Penn says, he's like, I don't have any money. How do I look like I got a lot of money? Turns out he does have a lot of money. He does seem like he has a lot of money, too. He's like a he's like the rich guy in the town or whatever. Yeah. He's and seen- if he's got all that money, why does he need to kill Jennifer Lopez? Real estate's yeah. my game. I mean, it's just that he hates her, he I guess. Like well, her. he loves her. He he lo- he I mean, I thought her. he loved her. He like, loves raping her. Jesus. He loves her and hates her. He loves her and hates her. That's that's the yeah the, the really nasty I don't care stuff. for that the really nasty so he so he takes her out to this he's like take her out to this place and uh, you can push her off the rocks I like this scene yeah I mean Jennifer standing Lopez in front of a cliff and she's talking about how she just wants to fly away right she's one of the, she's like, like she's like the only sympathetic character but there's also points in the uh, some points in the movie where I'm just like I don't care about her either yeah right like you you like her based on like because you're like well it sucks all the stuff that everybody's the done stuff to her. that she stu- suffered she really did suffer. But yeah. she is still an amoral kind of like schemer in, in the end. Yeah, like everybody else. Yeah, uh, but it's like, so. but she's at the cliff and she's talking about how she just wants to fly away to Disneyland, which is a funny touch. Like, if I had wings, I would fly away. She sometimes speaks in this broken English, sometimes right. not. That I can't tell if it's uh, inconsistent performance or if it's just an affectation that the character herself puts on. Who doesn't really matter yeah, in the it's, end. But it's weird that she well, talks like it's that. It's because of the way the movie's made, the way yeah. the movie's yeah. cut, edited, and like stuff that you're like, am I supposed to... Is, do, is there supposed to be a consistency to any of this? Yeah. Um, but at a certain point, he's he's like, he doesn't want to kill her, but, you know, needs the money to get out, and, and, and it, just, like, it, it ends up with her, like, holding on to his arms as she's dangling herself over the cliff, and she just sort of, like, hangs her head down, and it's kind of erotic in its way. Yeah. And then she goes, I bet you don't know whether you want to kill me or fuck, fuck me. me and then cut to them just rutting in the, <laughs> in the woods just yeah. like ah, 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 ah. and this is where we get the scene where she's like no 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 stop it stop it and he's like what ah! and he jerks off behind a tree Ugh. great it's really i remember reading an interview with uh, oliver stone about this movie where like he said he showed his kid when his son was like 13 or something and he's like what did your kid think and he goes and my kid said jesus christ dad <laughs> <laughs> about the sex stuff Right. Yeah, uh, it gets pretty fucked up. Uh, <laughs> really, tu- uh, really turned my kid up. So then he's not gonna kill her. So then, do they come and up she with goes, a plan? He's he's got money in a safe. He's got money. He's got all this money in a fucking floor safe yeah. in the in bedroom. The, in the goddamn, in the fucking, goddamn, goddamn floor safe. Floor safe. You know, here's maybe one thing <laughs> that I can't fucking do. Here's one thing that I maybe appreciated <laughs> about this movie. It is came that out like a week after this. It did something like that. Yeah. yeah. Everything in this movie is as it seems. There's not. There's no like nope. subtle moves or. Sc- I mean, maybe Powers Booth is some sort of twist at the end, him being involved. But other than that, it's like I do want you to kill this guy. I do want, and then she's like, I do want you to kill Nick Nolte, and he does have the money, yeah. and all this stuff is exactly as it seems. There's no. It's not twisty at all. Right. No. He's just being pinged around by lunatics who right. genuinely do feel. And Nick Nolte will go like, I love her, and I don't want to kill her, and that's exactly how he feels. Yeah. Because yeah. like, there's a scene where he thinks that uh, Sean Penn is killing is killing her, and he's like boozing it up and crying. And then he thinks it's he's, all right on the surface. He thinks she's been killed, and yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Sean Penn has to still hang out in this town. He he gets a bus ticket. At some point, he's like, uh, actually, I'm not going to kill anybody. I'm not going to steal any money. I'm yeah. going to, I have this much money. I'm going to get a bus ticket to wherever. He buys love, a bus ticket scene. from Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. Uh, and then and he a, really flips out on her. Yeah, he really and, does. And, and then, she's just like, okay, I'll give you your ticket, please, sir, just please. And then of all people, yeah, there's so a bizarre weird. cameo. So weird. From Liv Tyler, yeah. who wasn't who wasn't not famous at this point. She hadn't, she was in that thing you do. She had been like yeah. uh, in the Aerosmith videos and Aerosmith, but she'd been in movies, known like, quantity. And so, and she shows up and has like a line. She has she's like, like, can I get a bus? Can ticket? I get a bus ticket? She's like, no, we're closed. And she's like, hello. And you're like, it's oh, a cameo. It's a cameo. It's so weird. It's so weird. And then Sean Penn 
uh, gets accosted by TNT, Joaquin Phoenix. Again. Just fucking sucks. And just Tennessee, like, and Nathan. He, who eats his bus, bus ticket. He eats his Toby bus ticket. Toby and Tucker. Oh, because Claire Tucker. Danes keeps bothering him and going, drive me to California. I, I want to have your love child. And then, and then. She's apparently doing that Claire, just to just cel- to rile up her boyfriend. Wildly celebrated actors Claire Danes mm. and Joaquin. I mean, Phoenix. like the, the, all these actors uh, wanted, would want to work with Oliver Stone because sure. that's yeah. fun. This, you is know? During, so this is during the time when he could still you get sign anybody. up for an Oliver Stone movie. Going like hey, Oliver Stone wants me, I'm going to sign up for that. That'll be something, yeah. you know. And you just don't know that you're going to be in the really bad one. Huh. There you go. Well, <laughs> oops, hmm. I thought we'd been. Well, it's you know, it's no JFK, but I'm. <laughs> I am, I did work with him. I can yeah. say that I did, and that won't have any currency pretty soon. No, <laughs> no not, not too <laughs> much longer. After, shortly after this, I want to see that new JFK documentary. He did. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. But I mean, pretty shortly after U turn, it won't have any currency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ugh. I mean, right started, around started this time, dry up pretty. What quick happened here. after this? Any given Sunday, which uh, I like. Yeah, it was a hit too. I think that movie I also think is annoying. Yeah, but yeah, but I like it better than this. It, I mean, it's at least like saying it ha- it's like an Oliver Stone movie where he's like, "I'm taking on an institution and I'm going to talk about it, right?" And I mean, say yeah. stuff about things as opposed to U-turn where he's like, "Ah, yeah. I I can't make this kind of movie." Have you guys ever seen The Hand? Uh-huh. It's the Still same kind of the same kind of thing. It's it's like uh, it's it has interesting parts, but it's also like this guy is not built to make this kind of like straight, a regular like movie. a regular straight genre movie. Yeah. He can't. He's incapable of doing it because his mind wanders to other things. And so you see in the hand, it, he just seems, it seems like this is made by a guy who is bored by yeah. having to make this movie. And in this one, it's like, this is made by a guy who wants this to be a hundred other things that it's I think it worked not. okay in Savages. But Savages also, but Savages also has like, has like some political context yeah. or whatever. So it's like, you know, as opposed to U-Turn, which has None. nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> Until John Voight is like, oh, I'm an Indian. <laughs> okay. What was his last narrative film? Uh... Wow. Wall Street, Wall Street, Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. Has he not made a narrative film since Wall Street 2? Uh, was oh, Savages man. after that? Yeah, I believe Savages was after. I'm going to look this up uh, while you guys anyway, keep going. The point is that Sean Penn has to hang out in this town, and so do we. And so, it's his own personal hell, and he deserves it. And ours. Uh, and uh, it's... <laughs> So at some point he meets the John Voight character earlier in the movie whose dog is dead, and he's like going to pet the dog. He's like, oh, he's dead. Ah, he's like, why don't you get rid of him? He's like, he's just dead. Also, what am I supposed to do with him? And John Voight's doing a whole Native American thing. He's doing a voice, and it's uh, weird. It's pretty fucking weird. It's, I'll tell you that. It's got, not, got a Razzie nom, but couldn't bring it home, unfortunately. <laughs> Savages is indeed his last narrative film. Okay. 2012. Huh. Been ten years. Uh, so what? What I mean, what happens? And he he's like wait. He has to wait till night. Yeah. Till they can go do that. And then meanwhile, he's just getting bounced around from different character to different character. He gets his bus ticket eaten. That's his last chance out of town. And that's, so now and that's he's gonna. He, now he's gonna have to. Yeah. To and go this to is Jennifer where you Lopez get the, uh, be like, we're going to kill him and take his money. This is where you get the end of the Claire Danes Joaquin Phoenix arc because he punches the shit out of Joaquin Phoenix, who's yeah. of course like a a pansy mama's boy. Right. And then he's like, oh no, Mister, oh no. And then Claire Danes is like, you killed him. I love you, TNT. I'm sorry. And they're like, all right, yeah, I guess whatever. that's their thing. <laughs> I guess that's their fucking. Thing. That's their kink. Glad that was in this movie. <laughs> he just cut that right out to shave 15 minutes off of this yep. baby, but no. It's really trying to have that Jim Thompson kind of stuff in this, but it just sucks. And that, like, one damn thing after another, like, he just can't, you know, like, he's in purgatory, and it's just like, yeah, but that's not very interesting. Exactly, yeah. I've I've read Jim Thompson novels like that, where it's, like, just, like, the the killer inside me a little bit, but, um, but where it's, like, this, you know... 
the thing all in these, the killer, all these terrible characters in this small town or whatever. At least in the killer inside me, it's all these terrible characters in this small town, and then they he kills them. He does. He, <laughs> he beats them to death. Here's a nice line with uh, just uh, give you an idea right. of how Jennifer Lopez occasionally talks, and then when she's the gross way that she proposes that Sean Penn, because the plan is like, come on into the house, I'll leave the door unlocked, and you kill him while he's fucking me. Right. And he goes, and he's like, I don't want to kill anybody. And she's like. It not like he a young man, Bobby. He have time to live. When he's pounding on me, you just come in, <laughs> fuck oh. him up or whatever. Mm. Meanwhile, she had it. Oh, here's the line that John Voight said: "Kissy, kissy, nice pussy, nice little pussy." There, Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> like before this, we uh, he she had explained to him the whole relationship with us, which is that he's her stepfather mm-hmm. and that she he was married to his. To her, her mother. mom, who he drove t- into like severe alcoholism, and she killed herself by jumping off the rocks where Sean Penn was going to push her off of, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And that seems fucked up enough. And then they they keep. They, then for they some reveal, reason they really need to push it. I don't, then they reveal I don't know what this is about. At some point that, uh, and this might be when when Sean Penn goes in there to rob them, and then Nick Nolte's got him at gunpoint or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then, like everything else, this goes poorly. At some point, it's then it's revealed that like no, he wasn't my. Well, no, no. Powers, Powers Booth reveals that much later. Yeah, and, and yeah, that okay. scene is gross and dumb and makes no fucking sense. But we'll get to it. But they eventually do kill Nick Nolte, dump him off the very the sloppy, rocks, and she tomahawks him. Yeah, and they find out that he has like two hundred grand in cash in the floor safe and the fucking goddamn floor safe under the bed in the floor safe. Goddamn fucking floor safe. And that's what they came and here they, to steal. And then they, they get the money out and then they fuck with his corpse, like mm-hmm. on the money with his corpse. She's like, I want him to watch us. Yeah. <laughs> in the interview, in the interview, Yeesh. in that book with the the Mad Zolarsen's book, Oliver, he's talking about that and he's like, yeah. And then they fuck with his dead body in the background. Wow, that's pretty messed up, isn't it? He's like, that's pretty wild. <laughs> okay. I mean, I you think know, you made this movie. <laughs> My son very, was like, Jesus Christ, Dad. He's very pleased with that scene in particular. <laughs> it's not particularly transgressive, in my opinion. It's just dumb. Isn't it? I think it hasn't. It, isn't it? At that point, hadn't it been revealed that he was her actual father? No, no, no. Because then they're driving. They're driving away, and Powers Booth shows up. Right, and they've got Nick Nolte's body in the trunk. In the trunk, and all the money. And Powers Booth is like, "You can't take her away from me. I love you, Grace. I want to be with you." And and, and she's yeah, like, Sean Penn's like, "Are you fucking everybody in this fucking town?" Yeah, and then he's like, "What she didn't tell you is that that's her daddy." And then she kills she Powers did, she, Booth. Yeah, Power, but this is where it gets uh, need, uh, needlessly gross. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be. I don't know. But where, where Powers Booth is going, it, it, like he's gonna, like he's gonna unveil some sort of real twisted secret about her. Like she didn't tell you the whole truth, boy, yeah. about her true nature. And the truth is, she liked fucking her daddy. Like, and you're like, that's uh, the what? What are you even talking about? That's that's not a. That seems subjective to you, and it's not a twist. I don't know. It's fucking nonsense. And also completely undermines what little attempt at subtext you've been trying to make in this yeah. movie. And so, like, like Sean Spence supposed to look at her and go, "You liked it, or something?" Yeah, right. Well, I gotta get out of here. Raped by your dad. What are you like, fucking he cares. talking oh, bef- about? But before that, there's a gra- there's also the final scene with him and Billy Bob Thornton, where he confronts him in his house and is like, yeah. playing Twister. He's like, "Give me my fucking car back!" And yeah. oh, there's a there's a great line here. And he's playing Twister by himself. By himself. I love the, I love oh, this the, line. And the watch scene is pretty funny too, where he's trying to give him the watch instead this of paying him. Watch ain't got no numbers on it. Numbers. No, it's not supposed to have numbers on it. So that's why it's fancy. He's like, "But I got this watch. This one for for three dollars cents. It does everything." You've got calculator. It's got all kinds of doodads all kinds on of it. All kinds of doodads on it. It's great. Uh, but this is this is the line because he's he now they have all this money and he's like he's yeah. plastic. The last showdown that he had with Billy Bob Thornton, he is flipping out and going right. like, "Fuck you, fuck you!" And uh, Billy Bob Thornton's going, "You're out of control. You're out right. of control, baby. <laughs> Making it worse." But this scene, he's kind of like, "All right, buddy, I got your money for you." And then, but uh, there's this one line where he goes, "Virgil," or whatever. What's his Harlan? Harlan. 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 40,000 people die every day. 
how come you're not one of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great line. And he can he can just Harlan can just sort of tell that he'd probably better stop fucking around at this point. He's like, he well, I he don't like know. stole his gun and well, sold it so he could be involved too. I don't like well, I don't know where you before you're broken now, where, where does money come from? I don't want no blood money. He's like, just fucking take the money. You're gonna yeah. take the fucking money. Oh, all right. Let me get back to my twister. And he goes, left foot yellow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they So they kill Powers so she kills Powers Booth and they dump him off the rocks now. Yep. And then while they're busy dumping him off the rocks, what happens? This is this is the kind of like, like the climax. way these movies always kind of go. Uh, and this takes for fucking ever. It really it's, does. It's protracted thing. We're we're, sh- we're getting close to the two hour point at this point, and you're just sort of like, now we're dragging we're dragging our feet here. Come so, on. Yeah. What does happen? Well, she throws him off the. Oh right, she pushes champagne off there, and he's like, "Ah, I'm broken. Oh no!" And she's gonna take the money and leave, but his he's got the keys to the car. She realizes she shuts the trunk. Yeah. He's got the keys, and then she's like, "Oh my God, throw, uh, throw, we, throw a key the up key, to throw me! Throw the keys up to me!" And then he's like, "He's like, come get him!" He's like, "I come, I, I can't, can't." He's I like, can't throw in, anything. The, "In the trunk, there's like a rope or like a chain. Throw it down to me!" And she's like. Uh, I closed the trunk and you have the keys. And You're he's like, come ah. down. So she has to go, she has to go down there to mm-hmm. get the keys from him. At which point he chokes her to death. Chokes her to death. Yeah. She, her life flashes she's before a, her eyes. She's got a gun and she shoots him. Yeah. Shoots him in the side. Yeah. So he's falling off there. He's like got his leg. He's, one of his legs is broken. His leg is busted. This, that, this like, is that classic sort of like the you know desert the. Uh, bleak desert uh, mm-hmm. nihilism stuff where there's yeah. just piles of bloody broken bodies in this in this barren like rock field. It's like right. the history with of the United vultures. States of America. And, yeah, and I mean man. It, it is kind of with it vultures is, circling. It is kind of cool because it's shot in that reversal stock, so yeah. it's like way blown out, and so it's like the so the whites are white and the reds are red, so it's like really cool. And it, Very it, graphic. In, in a different in a in a movie that I liked, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, I don't. Anyway, well, yeah. He strangles her to death, <laughs> and then climbs out. And gets back in the car and Oof. leaves. And as he's on his way out of town, oh no, the radiator no, hose busts no, he, again. He's right there. He doesn't even get anywhere. He turns the car oh, on, the radiator hose blows, and he goes, no! This is the, ah! just just like the shot from White Sands. It's an yeah. overhead shot of him looking at the camera and going, ah! But then it's like but four. Like, then it's like four different overhead shots. Right. It cuts to like five different shots or whatever. Less and then, subtle. Then it cuts to then, then it cuts to a close with Bill of Thornton going, because oh, 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 oh. yeah, Oliver Stone's yeah. like, so you got to remember that it was this guy who did it. And you go, fuck off. Ugh. And then it's over. Thank it's, God. Yeah, he has. It's he kind of like <gasps> he kind of like laughs like, ha ha, yeah, bap, that's how it goes now, or you know, like a rueful. Like bleak laugh you, at the and end, and you assume that he like dies, I guess, or whatever. And that guy who deserved to have bad stuff happen to him does. Bad did. stuff happened to him. Yeah, and then a bunch of other people who also ha- should have had bad they things also, happen to them yep. also. But did. now there's nobody left in the town, <laughs> right? Except fucking Laurie Metcalf, Liv Tyler, and Claire Danes and Walking <laughs> Phoenix. Liv Tyler it. made it out okay. No, yeah, she, maybe she left. No, yeah. she never got that bus ticket. She has to live oh, that's there now, right. at least oh, for one no. more day. I'd rather watch that movie about Liv Tyler being stuck in a town that hates her because I like. her. Her. I like to imagine that she's playing herself too. Mm. She's just lived time. Lived yeah, Tyler. I'm Liv Tyler. I don't know how I got here. It's a long story. It <laughs> sucks. Also, the town's called Superior because it's like. Ha ha. Liv Tyler right. rides a bus. That's a movie right there. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Get just, busy living. Liv Tyler tries to ride a bus without ending her life. <laughs> An hour bus ride. That would be so miserable for her. She's just trying to go to fucking Chatsworth. <laughs> I took a bus home from Yakima, uh, like a three-hour bus ride from Yakima this week, and it's just sort of like, Liv Tyler couldn't survive that. She couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Liv Tyler, if you're listening, you, we want you to take the bus challenge. Yeah, mm. take the bus challenge. Take a bus ride somewhere. Is that a pleasant, pleasant drive on the bus? Uh, it would be, but if you're not on there with a bunch of fucking crazy lunatics, but you usually are. 
Yep, usually. Yes, okay. usually they are. Everybody because that's who's every, going to Yakima. Everybody on this bus was constantly asking each other what the time was through the whole way. Nobody had a watch or are a phone. <laughs> They're like, "What time is it? I don't know. You tell me what time." It's like fucking. Jesus what's the moving from, Looney uh, Ben? The line from Plain Strangers and Automobiles, where he's like, uh, "He's like, you were." You, how, how are you feeling? He's like, not good. He's like, you ever been on? You you ever ridden a bus before? No. Well, your 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 mood's not not likely to improve. <laughs> there was a guy sitting right next to me, or, well, right across the, the aisle from me, who just like every five minutes was going. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying to like get a little shut eye. This is like, like your version of U-turn. That's like yeah, the movie. Oh U-turn. yeah, it was like the movie U-turn on a bus on a bus trip. And when I was waiting for the bus to pick me up in Yakima, uh, I had just watched a bunch of these like small town, like all these characters in these small right. towns, and but it was like scary lunatics walking around this ga- this gas station where the bus picks people up, like yeah. s- glaring at me and stuff. Jesus, I mean this shit. I mean like the thing is, is that this movie's not not based on so, like that shit is like right. there are there are characters like the TNT character in small towns. Yes, like, yeah, there's what, a lot. Of, there's a lot of those those fucking guys that are like these dipshit assholes who are gonna who are just like looking to push people around yeah. but are probably fucking pussies but but man does it man does it suck in this some movie. random person in the cafe at one point says people out here in the desert just go bonkers for some damn reason and you're like sure enough yeah everybody in this movie is fucking crazy and it's like oliver this might be the last thing this was his final like desert kind of movie well, i guess there's some in savages but this is like his yeah. sort of like his final treaties on like the desert, because he's the really desert, obsessed with, this, with the American Southwest or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, he, which he really brought to a, brought to a, f- a great climax with Natural Born Killers, and then he sort of just uh, then this one kind of just pe- pissed yeah. off too. Like, yeah, here you go, yeah. here's some runoff of from Natural Born Killers is how this feels. <laughs> just a little, a little bit. bit more of that. There yeah, you go. You like that? Yeah, we did before. Yeah, kinda. I, I not, mean, not all of us liked it. I liked, I liked, <laughs> the, I liked it the other time. You know? Some anyway. people liked it. Anyway, are we are we get some. Yeah, a yeah, few yeah. Lines that's here? it. Um, what I had, uh, I liked this. This was just funny because of the subtitle. But where he, uh, Sean Penn is is in the car with uh, with the Powers Booth, and then Nick Nolte pulls up, and this is kind of oh, yeah. after they've worked their scheme out, and Nick Nolte just sort of checking in, like everything okay. And then and then he goes, uh, he's re- referring to Sean Penn talking to Powers Booth. Goes, what do you got, what do you got there? Some trash. Some trash. <laughs> and the subtitle was spelled trash. Yeah, T R A I S H. Trash. That's great. Fucking great. That's good. Uh, and this is uh, this is uh, John Voight's character, <laughs> very tasteful uh. character, talking about what it's like to be blind, which he isn't. Uh, kiss from a beautiful woman, lick from a dog, all the same for me now. Because <laughs> that's the whole thing is that the, he, he gives this whole speech, and then it turns out his dog isn't dead, and he's not blind. And earlier he goes like, "Hey, just be careful. Things aren't what they seem." And then, like you said, there is no. There's no twist where it's like things aren't what they seem. Yeah, like they don't get him there, and then and then uh, Nick Nolte and Jennifer Lopez like go, "Ha ha." We don't want to kill each other. We want to trap you in our sex dungeon or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow, that would be a twist. Things yeah. aren't what they seem. This was not the scheme. Nope. It's like no, he's got money. We're gonna kill him. Yeah. Things are what they seem. Things are 100 yeah. percent what they seem. Except that like he's he's actually her real father instead of her stepfather. So it's like slightly sure. more fucked up. Yeah. But also like okay, at this point like whatever. 
There's anyway, a, there's a montage that I enjoyed where he's talking on the phone, trying to get like to just all the people that he knows in his life, trying to get hundred and fifty dollars or something. Not even that much. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody oh, hates his guts. But he one calls of, his mom. Yeah, his mom his is mom like, is my, like son's yeah, my son's dead. My son's dead. Mom, I'm not dead. Well, you are to me. Yeah, hangs wow. up on all him. the women he's calling and they yeah. hate him. But one person randomly just goes, "Eat my fucking nuts, you fucking deadbeat." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is a discussion that he has with uh, Julie Haggerty, MVP of the movie, Julie Haggerty, <laughs> where he's trying to get some sort of snobby city city folk beer from her yeah. and he talks her down to and he goes Miller and she she goes Miller and he goes genuine draft and she goes nope just regular plain old Miller and he's like ooh he wanted the fancy Miller genuine draft Jeez. what uh, I, thought, I thought it was all the same thing yeah you can't tell the difference <laughs> anyways uh, ratings Two and a half, Judds. Damn. And what would you what would you have given it when you last saw it? Three and a half in the, yeah. when I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Maybe even four. Damn. I'm just saying I was I was I loved it at the time. I yeah. hate it now. <laughs> I mean I don't hate it. Yeah. I just I, there are things that I do like about it. I do agree with you that it looks really good. Robert Richardson. Bob yeah. Richardson, yeah, you know, the goat. But uh but it's in service of nothing and I couldn't I was so annoyed it's, watching it. Yeah. Um, just the, it's just like that one of those are just like suffering through this yeah. thing. I think you know I th- th- I, think I found it smug nihilism amusing to me as a teenager, you know, or as like a young a young adult, and now I find it smug and nihilistic. With the world no completely awash in smug nihilism, that that currency is run dry. Yeah, you yeah. know, it seemed it seemed like one of the better crime post Tarantino crime films I'd seen in 1997. Now it seems like oh god, I could go with never watching another one of these ever again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, two and a half Judds, um, and I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it like solid three Douglases for all the rutting and incest and yeah, yeah, it's, it's just generally pretty, gross and the rape gross. and it's just, it's unpleasant. Incest. It's unpleasantly sleazy. Jerking a, off behind a tree. It's unpleasantly sleazy in that smug nihilistic way. Right. So it's, it's gross. I'm going to give it three, three, I'm going to give it three and a half actually. It's, three and a half Douglases. It's very intentionally like yeah. sleazy. Oh, yeah. It's like, look at how sleazy we are. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dad. I mean, Nick Nolte's in it. The shit he's saying yeah. to her when he's fucking her. Yeah. yeah. Fucking like, my little Girl. fucking heinous too it's, it's like just, but it's, it's heinous in that way that's like really on the nose so yeah. it's sort of annoying too you're like he's oh. saying fuck it away fuck it away oh jeez <laughs> and I'm gonna give it uh, oh God. 10 out of 10 uh, 10 out of 10 bus tickets Eaten by eaten by Toby eaten by Phoenix bus ticket meals yeah uh-huh. I can tell this means something to you so I'm gonna eat it all That's right. it. I don't even need to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also gonna give it two and a half Juds. And I would and if I had given it a score when I saw it in the theater that one time in 1997, I would have given it zero or a half. Boy. I hated it, and now I kind of like just years and years of movies not being uh, looking like this or being you know I being just watching like this putrid. Yeah, I just watching it and going like, oh, God damn! I can't believe they made that. This movie's crazy, yeah. and just the way they I don't know. I mean, it's obnoxious. I still find it obnoxious. I always did, but just like it's kind of it's kind of something else. It's got all these people, and it's pretty wild. I'm glad I watched it. Um, and I was I was not looking. I was dreading watching it. Yeah, and I kind of enjoyed it. So it's like the opposite sort of thing where you had higher expectations and you're like, Ugh. I think, but I think we basic, basically see. <laughs> yeah, the movie we pretty much meet as, in the middle. As, yeah, yeah, as it is. Um, um, three. It's three and a half Douglases. I mean, it's even kind of graphic. At if times. it had more nudity, I'd go higher. But, but there, there are a couple shots, yeah. like flashback shots, where you're like, Jesus Christ, that's pretty gnarly. All right, goddamn. 
And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 Sean Penn tree babies. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> It's a beautiful half tree, half Sean Penn. It's a screaming tree. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm gonna give it one and a half because nice. I, I, I'm tempted to give it two, but then every time we talk about it and I think about it, I it's think very I, I hate movie. it. I hate it more, mm-hmm. and I don't hate, and I, that's, and I hate it less than I did when I saw it in the theater. Yeah. So I guess I, yeah, I guess I would have given it zero stars back then. I'm, I'm going one and a half because I think it's annoying. It's it's pointlessly annoying. Yeah. It's like. It's like uh, that's what the, Roger Ebert's review of it is like. Sean Penn, he likes Sean Penn's performance, but he's like, it's uh, Sean Penn's performance is good. Uh, all the all the more in a movie he he hated it. He hated this movie too because all the more, all the more for it being for for it being completely pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is like I'm like yeah that describes the whole fucking movie. Yeah. It's just like a, a yeah a smug nihilistic pointless exercise in in whatever hundred percent like in in Oliver Stone could get this movie funded at that time yeah, giant jerk off motion and like fuck okay great fuck well fuck you fuck me fuck you yeah <laughs> that's how I feel watching this movie and then even when it's got the beautiful shots of the desert at the end I'm still like oh, this, why is this still fuck off stop fucking being yeah the yeah. U-turn stop being uh, so I'm giving I'm giving it one and a half. This movie sucks. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of valuable that this, because Oliver Stone, at least dur- during this time period, saw himself as a sort of intellectual yeah, humanitarian, right. and this movie is probably closer to his real soul than anything else oh, that he did. God. Right. At least Natural Born Killers was tempered by like whatever you know whatever Tarantino had brought to the ori- to it yeah. originally, and or something that like, gen- was a genuinely satirical bite that it had at the time. It was right, actually there was right. actually about something relevant when it was that made. That movie also has performances by like Woody Harrelson and Julia. Lewis, where you, terrific, you yeah. kind of you kind of are like the movie is on their side, and by the end of the movie, you're a little bit like they're the fucking psychos. But I like the you yeah. like being around in a world them. gone mad. You like being around nobody right. in this movie, at, yeah. not even once. There's like, nobody in this that's even as good as Wayne Gale, who you still kind of like. <laughs> Wayne Gale's fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's fun entertaining to, watch. to be around. He's gonna put a hot pepper up your ass. Like if it was if this movie was like U turn <laughs> and like it was like instead of the Sean Penn character, it was like somehow Wayne Gale. It was just Robert Downey Jr. playing Wayne Wayne Gale. Batonga, 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 Batonga. This might be a Ford Judd movie. Yeah. (laughs) If it was Wayne Gale trying to escape from Superior Arizona, that would be funny. Right? Fuck. Maybe. Awesome. Come on, that would be awesome. I'm not trying to make Tommy Yule Girl. You give me the bus ticket. You give me the bus ticket. You know what they call me, Toby and Tucker? They call me TNT. (laughs) They're not very imaginative. (laughs) That's a good line. That is a good line. Uh, so anyway, that uh, yeah, I'll give it three and a half. I think I would bump it to four if it, it which is which is weird to say I'd bump it to four if it was nastier because it's like really gross. But I think it's I'm I'm docking it from four to three and a half, not because it's not gross, but because it's too much like. It's too hey, much like, gross? like, hey, right, nudge, nudge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't this fucked up? And now here's something even a more little, little give more this, fucked up. Don't give it the right? satisfaction. Nudge, nudge, right, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah I get it. Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you the satisfaction of four doubleses. And uh, what? I'm going to give it one... One not dead dog. Oh yeah, not it dead. Is, it is kind of that is like the that is like a part I liked. The saving like, grace. The dog charming not dead. where he goes like, "Come on, let's go," and the dog gets up and you're like, "Oh, that dog wasn't dead. It just seemed dead." Yeah. Things are not what they seem in that one scene and not in the rest of the movie. Pretty much just that was what he was talking about, yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> what, what happened? To, what happened to your car? Well, I had to fix all the other stuff. Uh, Billy Bob's crazy. It's notable that he got like you know like Russell Means and stuff in other in other films. And it's like, well, we've got a Native American character in this movie, and then he, he's like, well, I guess we're gonna have to get John Voight. Yeah, yeah. right. John Voight's not gonna have the tact to not do this. Well, that's <laughs> all, my point is that somebody else had the tact not to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that you can explain is that like it, it hopefully was brought to some Native American actors, and they were like, nah, maybe mm, not. No. 
Uh, I'm going to say I don't want to do that, Oliver Stone. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's, All right, well, we'll just dress John Voight up in that he's game. <laughs> He'll fucking do it. <laughs> Are you going to pay me? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> All right, we survived. We did it. We made it out of Superior, Arizona, and we're not dying in a car. No, not this time. Mm-hmm. What, what are we, we doing, doing next time? Okay, next we're going to do a sequel to a semi-popular previous episode. That's right. When we did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, three different movies set on those modes of transportation. We're going to do Planes, Trains, and Automobiles 2. Yes. We're going to be discussing Executive Decision. Wow. A really good movie that I like a lot. Trains. Uh, derailed. Yeah. Terrible movie that I can't wait that to I've talk about. That I've never seen. I've never seen it. And uh, the Australian film Road Games right. Great. with Stacey Keach and Jamie Lee Curtis, which is really, really Extremely good, Extremely excited about that. Sweet. Well, so yeah. Awesome. That's it. Excited about that. Sign up for the Patreon. Do it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Five, five stars, stars only, please. Five stars only, please. Maybe write something nice. We would love it if you did. Let us know if you laughed. If you laughed at one of our podcasts and almost died. Yes, yes we please. Love, we love hearing. We, we, we love hearing. But don't actually die. Don't actually die. Don't die. Yeah. Uh, that's fuck, that's suck my cock. Turned <laughs> out to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> don't die. That's our mission to you. Don't die. Bok bok. Suck our cock. Uh, uh, we love you. <laughs> until next time, the suspense is killing us. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye! And it's a good day for losing the blues. Everything to gain and nothing to lose. A good day from morning till night. I said to the sun, 